Hello there. Hello. Sorry about that. I had some errands that ran longer than I expected they would. Nobody fucking cares. It's called being. It's called being prompt and being there when you're supposed to be. So I don't. Okay, I don't care about your six. your little fucking excuse. Okay. Okay. All right. Sorry. Good. Good. Glad we got that sorted, John Thayer. I thought you were starting off with nobody cares that you're late, John. It's fine. Don't worry about no, it. No, I could but never it was be that. Actually, no, I knew right from the excuse. tone. Nobody cares about your fucking excuses. <laughs> cool. Man, I'm not as bad as I used to be. No, it was real bad. No, it was real bad. It was real bad. It was like, oh, I am so angry. I don't even want to do this anymore. <laughs> yeah, for what it's worth, I was like, I was like that to work and class as well. Yeah, and you were, all other events. You were messed uh, up. Yep. So it wasn't just y'all that I didn't that I didn't value enough to yeah yeah, yeah he didn't yeah, value anybody mm-hmm. it's just like hey fuck everybody and their time I'm John mm-hmm. Thayer I'm very important yeah exactly I was ten minutes late to a client thing that's never good week. yep didn't feel good it was my first time drive I, I was driving two hours outside Chicago oh, to a different no. state. And it was at 9 a.m. was the meeting, so I was getting up real early. Oh, like, fuck that. Yeah, so I was like... Uh, <laughs> I, was my, I'm taking your side on this one. Yeah. Thank you. It was, my first time, it was my first time driving the company car. I had to figure out the garage. I felt pretty good about being 10 minutes late. Yeah. Yeah, there. that's one of those, you're calling, you're, ten, you're almost there, you're calling 10 minutes. Like, look, I'm almost there. It's, look, mm-hmm. this is new for me. <laughs> yep. All right, Next, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to press the go live button. Are we good? Hell yeah. All right. I'm going to tweet it out first, and then I'm going to press the live button. That way, they happen in the proper order. Bring it. And we're live. Boom. I pressed that fucking stream button. I pressed it so goddamn hard. And just nothing happened? Nothing. Literally nothing. Mm. Pressed it, and it was just like, yeah, I don't care. OBS cares about um, as much about this podcast as I do. That took a second to click. <laughs> Man, people are going to start to think I really don't like doing this at some point. Aww. I like keeping it ambiguous so nobody really knows. It's just like, is this something I just secretly loathe doing and I just do it out of force of habit? Like a bad relationship. Yeah, it's, it's like a bad relationship. It's like, show. I fucking hate doing this, but I'm mm-hmm. going to keep doing it because mm-hmm. it's the only thing I've got I'm doing to do it for the right kids. now. Do it for the kids, exactly. All the kids that tune in yep. to this quality content, keep them entertained. It's all about them. My yep. life stopped mattering 20 years ago. Yep. That's it. We, we started this podcast, and that was the end of our lives. Yeah, that was the end of... Ourselves. That was the end of individual John Thayer, individual Rhett, and individual yep. Polly. We were then dedicated to this wonderful art of yep. podcasting. Why have we not received an Ombudsman Award yet? We've been, doing this. We've been doing this for five years. Yeah. Wait, wait, we've been doing this for five years. Where's our sponsorship? Exactly. That's what I'm wondering. <laughs> I'm pretty sure you're just supposed to give it six episodes or so. I know. You, yeah. You're supposed to do six episodes <laughs> and get your sponsorship and like, well, fuck this. And just go to type uh, squarespace.com, type in promo code SOCKS. Type promo code Boom Pies. It's a cross cross promotion. <laughs> you know, there probably is a, a Squarespace code that is socks that we could probably just use. <laughs> For what reason? I don't We're know, but it would be it. funny. It'd be they real so funny if we did it. There has to be at least one there. 
<laughs> hey, Dan, I, what is up? I but yeah, like a stone at a podcast that doesn't have a Squarespace promo. <laughs> How's it going, Tinger Gemini, as well? <laughs> but yeah, like I, I bet there's a Squarespace promo code <laughs> that is just socks, and we could plug it, and we wouldn't get jack shit from it. <laughs> yeah, but it'd be real funny because it would be it would be, it would be legit at least. I'm positive there's at least one subscription box that just ships you socks and that it has advertised on a bunch of podcasts. Exactly. Why doesn't Sock Dreams have something like that? Oh, that'd be good. Like, that would be real good. Just like, send you socks at once a I month. I would be the absolute best to, to, to have that sponsorship. Yo, <laughs> somebody get, no somebody get a hold of Sock Dreams. Let them know. I had no idea that MeUndies was a subscription box. It's yeah, like, it's here, subscri- subscribe oh, to Bot to get well, it's a underwear in the box, mail. But you can also just get the stuff. Okay. Yeah, I have some MeUndies. They're very comfortable. Oh, shit. They're the very good. <laughs> I almost bought a Casper mattress. Thank you for the sub Tinger Gemini. <laughs> Every time I think I'm like, wait, wait, I, just, uh, I think I'm over it. I think I'm over it. I think I'm not going to laugh anymore. Nope, there it is. It happened again. Oh, I should probably joke. look That's at chat joke. so I can sub too. I saw no less than two pairs of discarded underwear on the street during my walk today, so maybe that's a MeUndies Target demo. That could be. Somebody just, like, they just got their MeUndies and just ripped the old crappy ones off. <laughs> right in the middle of the street. Fuck this shit. <laughs> I saw a tweet that was to the effect of when, when streamers <laughs> interact with the chat, that's the modern-day equivalent of fair maidens flinging their flowers out to the... or knights <laughs> flinging something out to the fair maidens. It's pretty good. I like to think that's that's our that's our dynamic with our listeners. I think that's... yeah. That's, that's, that's So I just handed a call in my handkerchief. Yeah, it's, it's about on point. A token... Oh my god. Hey Polly, do you remember how to introduce the podcast? I do! Welcome to the Soxcast episode 98! Brought to you, oh, as geez. always, by Moon Pies. Moon Pies, make 7-Up yours. <laughs> Welcome, everybody. Is everybody I ready? I honestly was <laughs> like, are you going to say episode 99? I'm not ready. <laughs> no, it's, it's 98, don't worry. Okay. We, we, yeah. <laughs> Got a month. <laughs> Thanks for the ten bits, Tinder, and thanks for resubscribing, Rhett. Two years. Two years. Twenty-four months. months Yeah, Yeah, I can do math. That's dedication, right there. It's a baker's dozen. That's a baker's dozen. You've given me like forty-eight dollars. Do you actually get money from it? That's kind of weird to me. Yeah, I do. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. I, I don't actually pay for it because I just use the Amazon. I thing. don't think I'm actually <laughs> allowed to talk about mo- how things are monetized during a stream. So. Okay. Okay. You know, like I can't say, "Oh yeah, ten bits is ten cents." Wink, wink, wink. Nudge, nudge, nudge. <laughs> Thanks for the ten cents, Tengu Gemini. <laughs> exactly. It's enough to buy two moon pies per year, and that's it. Don't let anybody tell you any different. <laughs> Can you even buy moon pies anymore? Did you find them yet? I'm pissed. Oh, I'm pissed. Boy. They are not only not only can I not fucking get moon pies at my local Rite Aid like I used to be able to just go down there 
when you're picking up any kind of prescriptions you need called in. I have acid reflux, so every month, hey, oh no, Tum Tum gets all rumbly. Ah, gotta go get my, gotta go, <laughs> gotta go get my omeprazole prescription. Get that. Like, hey, there's a big old box of double decker moon pies. Pick that up. Boom, you're good to go. They fucking stop. Eat a bunch of those. Get more acid reflux. Yeah, exactly. What if there's a connection? Look, there may be a correlation here, but it's a yummy correlation, and it's one that I'm willing to. Yummy correlation. I'm willing to put up with this. So, go to Walmart. They they ain't got boxes either anymore. There's no double deckers anywhere, and I'm a little angry. Oh no. Because now you got to settle for this, just like single layer bullshit and that's oh, that is, oh okay that is they do have something that is <laughs> pussy bullshit single layer moon pies are pussy bullshit why do they even make them get them the fuck out of here you just make double listen listen i'm the business person here i'm the one with the business degree probably i could probably have one if i wanted one all right i could have a business degree if i wanted one <laughs> that's take it from somebody it, it just matters that i have the chutzpah the chutzpah i think that's how you say that that that, that that i could run this business better than the people already there and i'm telling you i'm telling you double deckers the only thing you need get this single shit out of here get get listen right aid walmart get your shit Together, motherfuckers. I'm not taking it anymore because I'm literally not getting them anymore and I'm angry about that. It's customer service. I don't think that Walmart or Rite Aid listen to this podcast. But Moon Pie do because we're a sponsor. Exactly. Moon Pie very obviously listens to this podcast. To my immediate virtual right, wild and bereft, Rhett is born. <laughs> Hi. How's it going? Going good. Going good. You ready for a uh, cast of the pod variety? I think this will be a nice short one. Yeah, nice. Yeah, I don't think... I don't have much. I don't think most of us it's are up to weird. much of anything. <laughs> it's Which... weird, even though it's been a three-week cast. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you for uh. the six months. Blowjob, Sean. My good friend. Oh, that's one of my two best friends. Yes, exactly. He read your, uh, your, your... Don, you can't have two best friends. One of them has to be the better friend. Hmm. Boston read it first. Oh, that, yeah, timeliness does right, matter sorry. in these kinds of things. I sure gave very detailed feedback, though, which was appreciated. Uh... Equal. Two best friends. <laughs> Thank you for the ten bits as well. Uh, okay. Okay. So you're ready for a cast of the pod variety, and you ain't got much to talk about. So we're just going to be in it yeah. and out yeah. in no time, right? In yep. and out with Polly. Right, right. In and out with me. That's how Rhett always is, by the way. Just in and out. <laughs> sex! Sex, sex, sex! We're talking quickly, about... quickly, that's the other thing. In and out quickly. Sex! In and out quickly. Until ejaculation occurs. Well, that ruins the metaphor. Oh, yeah. That kind of just like lays it all out on the table, doesn't it? Yeah. yeah, I've done that before. Yeah, you have. You just, it out, you just it on the table. whip it down on the table. Three of the legs break. <laughs> it's a it's it's a thing. Look, I tell you, I'm the table with that three thing. Legs. Will that <laughs> that thing will split you in half like you're being pulled apart by horses? No, there's there's a table with three legs because the last leg is broken, and then they just sit ret like <laughs> on his hands and knees underneath the table and holds it up with. <laughs> Now that's I mean, good. I guess you could just use the hands and knees, so it doesn't really work, but... No, it's a table with one leg. <laughs> yeah. yeah. No, that's, there you are. That's big dick energy right there. 
That's some big dick energy. To my immediate virtual left, ass disaster incarnate. <laughs> it's John Thayer. That's absolutely true. It absolutely is. Very accurate. That was accurate earlier today, and then I went and got a hide the salami bagel at my local place, and they call it a hide the salami mm -hmm. because they just put so much meat and mayonnaise on it that it hides the just fuck ton of salami they put on it. So they start off with a bunch of meat, and then they cover it with a bunch of other meat and unhealthy things until you can't see it anymore, and that's why it's called a hide the salami. So if we have an emergency mid-podcast where we just need like a 20-minute break... Um, that's what what I tell you you should call it, John. A twenty minute break for John to poop. No, no, no. You're having <laughs> you're having a case of something. A case of oh, you, I forget what you said. Sorry. Oh my god, John, ruined the joke. You ruined the, the fucking joke. Why why do we even podcast anymore? I don't know. It's you you carry the whole you carry the whole thing, Polly. I'm lo I'm lo I'm looking <laughs> at the chat right now. I'm just looking at them, kind of like that. Stop. Pause, Zach Morris move where everything pauses. You look at the, you look at the camera, and I'm looking at like, the camera, and I'm like, "Can you uh, believe? Can you believe I deal with this chat? Can you believe this fucking bullshit?" <laughs> Try to tell this motherfucker he's got a case of moody booty, and that's the and one. he can't remember. Oh, Unpause. <laughs> so I'm gonna go first because it turns out I have a lot of things to talk about this time. Oh right? boy, a few of them might make people mad. I don't know. That's the first thing I want to do, the first thing we have to do, is we, today is a very special day. This is We, we record these on oh, Sunday. Right. We record these on Sundays, typically. Okay. And uh, so, so, so by the time you hear this, it might already be done. Uh -huh. uh, but today is July 28th, 2019, the year of our Lord and Savior, Rhett. <laughs> and it is our good friend... Iffy's birthday, valuable, amazing, awesome member of our lovely little circle and community. And I just wanted to take this moment out of our lovely little podcast to wish her the happiest of birthdays from this entire, you know, group of people. Like everybody in chat, go ahead and say hi and, and happy birthday, <laughs> even though she's not watching this and can't see it, probably. <laughs> She'll watch the replay. What exactly. matters is that we did it. Yes, we, we did it. Like this is li this is literally in my contract. By the way, <laughs> have to do this. So there you go. There you go. We got it's some. Is in the vows. We got some. Yeah, there you go. She'll probably see this later at some time. Maybe. There you go. Maybe. Yo, how many of y'all played a game called Blazing Chrome? Nope. Nope. I I played about thirty seconds. When yeah, this feels pretty good. <laughs> All right. Good. All right. I watched your stream of it, though, and I watched your quick look. Not uh, right, um, right. Polly Peep Show. So, <laughs> so, it's a game called Blazing Chrome. It's by some, well, I wouldn't say friends of the podcast, because we we, yeah. we just had them on once and did an interview, Pe and it was real good. People we look at from afar and just be like, oh, oh like, look make, out. They make good kinda, games. Good. Yeah, stand, out, stand outside their house, be like, oh, yes, yeah. you're our friend. They are our, our friends. <laughs> be my friend. My best friend. And put your game on itch. I put so your game on itch. There you go. That's the only story anyone cares about. That's literally it. Yeah. yeah. So they have uh, Oni Ken and Odalis on there. Yeah, that's they great. do actually. Oh, that's great. So yeah, like they made Oniken and Odalis, which are two really good throwback games. You've got. I like, played Oniken. You got good. a Ninja Gaiden throwback, which like it's real good. It's super fast. It's slick. It's like it's got its own rhythm to it. 
uh, it, it, that sets it apart from Ninja Gaiden, but it's very obviously pulling from that tool set. Uh, mm-hmm. And then you've got, like, the sort of uh, Gargoyles Quest-ish kind of uh, Castlevania hybrid of uh, Odalis the Dark Call, which is really awesome. It's, mm-hmm. a, it, it's, it's a much bigger and much Im- more ambitious project. Uh, some would call it a Metroidvania. I wouldn't, because that word mm-hmm. is stupid. <laughs> I mean, it's very stage-based. Um, and yeah. it's very stage-based. I would call it a Shantae-like. Boom. There you go. Mm-hmm. How about that? Zelda 2 I, I hate that, I hate that no, just as much. Hunters-ish. It's hunters Legacy of the Wizard. Legacy of the Wizard. It's, exactly. Boom. Uh, there you go. Um, no, Zan- Xanadu, because that one is actually stage-based. Mm. Perfect. Every Nail game it. is really just to derived from Clash of Demon Head. There you go. That's literally it. Uh, so this is uh, uh, so Blazing Chrome is the hot new jam from Joy Masher. This is very inspired by games like Contra Hardcore, primarily. If you get a look at this what? game, <laughs> if you get a look at this game's palette, and you get a look at some of its set pieces and its general flow. Um, I didn't feel that at all watching your bids. <laughs> and uh, a lot of uh, early Irem stuff. Uh, like stuff that predates Metal Slug, but still has like things that led to Metal Slug later. Like I wouldn't say that this game is directly inspired by Metal Slug because Metal Slug has an entirely different rhythm. So, but it, it's it's yeah, it's very Gun Force Gun Force Two uh, inspired. Cool. Um, it, it, so you're it, getting way more nuance than I've heard people get. Everyone just goes, yeah, it's, it's contra, contra hardcore. But with a bit of Metal Slug because of the vehicles. Yeah, and because you have a melee attack. That's, yeah. Oh, that's clearly an alien listening to, listening to people describe this game literally drives oh, me up. Drives me you, up a fucking wall. You're too close to it. I'm too close. I am, I will admit. Like, I've act, I've, I had, prior to incidents happening, I'd been hanging out in the Discord, the de- developer's Discord while waiting for this game to come out and shortly prior after the release and shit, so... I'm a little close to this game, probably, so... Remember and, that and, old comic you did for, you know, the Poly Comics, where it's like, Contra 4 is coming out, do not release <laughs> yeah, like, Poly from this box until Contra 4 is I'm out? Going, yeah, <laughs> this is me. This is the game that I've literally been talking about for the last two years since it was announced. Yeah. So, everybody probably knows what Blazing Chrome is at this point. Because you retweet, like, everything, every dev update. I retweet every little thing Danilo Diaz said leading up to the release of this game, and I'm going to be doing it with Moonrider as well. Uh, so, yeah, Blazing Chrome. It's their Contra slash Gunforce-like. It's got really good level design, uh, really fun boss design. Like it, like, it takes all of those things and is just really smart about implementing them in ways that feel good. Like, they're good at emulating that old school style but still making their games feel like they have their own kind of core to them as opposed to just like 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 super cyborg oh yeah for those first five stages it's literally hey i'm super c <laughs> whereas like the sprites were so similar in that where it's like well they were closer before worthy yeah. Be, yeah before it came to steam Oh right! They it had closer. it had NES sound effects and a few and like the jungle sprites and shit had less detail, so you could tell that they were taken directly from Super C. Whoa! Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, uh, Blazing Chrome. It's one of these games. It's a run. You know, it's a side scroll, Rudy, runny, gunny, shooty game 
where yeah. you blow things up a lot. It feels good. You got a melee attack. You knock enemies back. The feel it's it's super crunchy. It's got that's got that that melee attack's got a great feel to it. Um, a, a lot of people have issue with the fact that you have an evasive role in this game and it doesn't make you invincible. So I guess that. Yeah. <laughs> I guess I guess that every game that has some kind of evasive role now it has to be invincible for some reason. Because Dark I remember, Souls. I think I remember that with Hyper Light Drifter. Really, they like patched in iframes. Yeah, they patched in really? iframes. Oh my god! They're talking about doing the same thing uh, in mm. Blazing Chrome as well in the next update because uh... like people have complained about it. It's just like, but that's not how the bosses and shit. Like the bosses are designed for you to literally use the evasion move to get out of the way of attacks that come in very quickly. It's not used mm. to just roll through damage. It's not used to face tank yeah. like hardcore. Mm. And like I know, just, it's weird. Just, yeah. I do want to say, like, people are bitching because it's not like Dark Souls, but in Contra Hardcore, the roll, or the dodge, slash actually was invincible, so... it's a, But it's different. Not yeah. every game has to do the same thing. Like, it literally yeah. people bitching that you can't drop through platforms, even though there's literally only two places in this game where you'd <laughs> literally want to do that. And oh it's just God. like, you don't need this functionality. It doesn't need to be programmed in. Mm. Fucking stop. Yeah, that's so like react. That's so like reflexive. Yeah, just like just it. That is what it is. Just play the game. Have a good time. Exactly. Like this game can be its own thing. It doesn't need to be every fucking thing. Like this game is wearing its inspiration on its sleeve, sure, yeah. but it's not that game. Mostly mm-hmm. because hey, guess what? This game is a lot of run and gun and not a lot of bosses. Mm-hmm. So yeah, this, that this, this the, game is um... not a boss rush game, and it really felt good to play another one of these games where it was just like hey. The boss design is great. I like most of them. There are a few that I think are bullshit, and I've already expressed my opinion to mm. the developer, in which they were like, yeah, you're probably <laughs> right on that. I probably need to fix that. Oh, look at you. Yeah, I'm Talking smart. to the developer. Yeah. That's pretty cool, actually. Yeah. yeah. But hey, I like, I know this genre well, and I think that, I, yeah. I think that my opinion on things like this can be trusted, and if the developer is listening to me and saying, yeah, we're, we're going to take a look at that, Maybe I'm probably right about something, okay? <laughs> Cuphead sucks, by the way. <laughs> uh, Blazing Chrome yeah. is better than Cuphead. Was mm. the dash in Cuphead invincible? I don't even remember. Uh, you had to buy an upgrade, and when you, uh, bought, you oh, bought the great. upgrade, it would turn you invisible oh, right. and then move you over. Right, right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Cuphead. John, you haven't even played it. I know. I'm just I'm just I'm just joining in on the pylon. <laughs> I just want to feel included. You're included, John. You're included. Uh, There's that, like, um, but yeah, like, this is just like, hey, solid fucking run and gun. Like, I had some issues with it at first. I ain't gonna lie. Uh, And I think one of my main issues and one of my main sticking points three weeks after the fact now is that I think the weapons are just not good. Mm. I think that the main weapon that you get, that you start out with, the machine gun, is the best weapon in the game aside from... um, the grenade launcher, which is great at destroying bosses, and surprisingly, there's like a, a laser that takes like three seconds to charge up, and it's supposed to do a lot of damage, I guess. But if you just like don't charge it and shoot, it for <laughs> like it can rip bosses in half if their hitboxes are are long, <laughs> so you can oh. really tear some bosses in half. Uh, That's kind of cool. It's kind of cool, yeah. But it's like like. I don't know, like, like I don't think the weapons feel that good. Then there's, like, the Licky Laser, which I can never figure out how to use in any way that 
is, is useful. Like, it, it can pick up items, but it's so finicky <laughs> that it, there's no way you're depending on that to pick up power-ups or one-ups or anything. Um, another thing that you get are, um, aside from the weapons, though, are little little bots that kind of alter things. Like, there's an attack bot you get, which is like, oh, here's another stream of bullets. Then there's a speed bot, which gives you a fucking double jump and and moves, huh. you, tw- and moves you twice as fast. And then there's the uh, shield bot, which gives you two free hits. So, like, learning how... I think learning how to manage the bots in stages is a lot more fun than worrying about your weapons, mostly because, like... Mm. I'm, like, the only weapons I use are the grenade launcher and the laser, and I only use them on bosses, so, like, yeah. I don't I don't really worry about, um, I, I, I don't worry about, um, weapons all that much, or even if I lose them, I don't feel all that bummed out. Uh, still working on a 1cc of hardcore mode. Boy, it's real fucking hard. Mm. Uh, <laughs> wow. It's so funny, because, like, two weeks ago, you were like, ah, this isn't... This, I'm not even gonna bother with this. This is just bullshit. Yeah, oh. now, now I've got, like... But, yeah, but now, like, I've only got, like, three achievements left to give, so I might mm. as well... I might as well just 100% the game if I can. Obviously. Might as well. Um, I'm learning it, though. I'm learning that hardcore may not be as unfair and bullshitty as I thought. Like, I'm seeing patterns to things that I probably wasn't looking close enough at before. Um, there's another cool mode that unlocks when you finish the game. It's mirror mode. Uh, you play the stages in reverse. Like the entire, the maps are flipped and you're typically going to the left. Uh, and it definitely makes the game feel weirder than you would think it would. It fucks with you really cool. And and like another cool thing was like the programmer actually told me in Game Maker how he accomplished that effect, which was really cool. cool. So I could actually technically (laughs) implement that in a game if I wanted to, because I know how he did it. (laughs) Like it didn't, it didn't involve respriting or redrawing any art or anything. It's just use of layers and like flipping the the, the, flipping the viewable layer. Pencil. So it's it's the same game though. It's not it's not going through the stages backwards. No, it's well you select the uh, you you get your pick of the first four stages. You can play them in any order. No, but I mean like you start say a level moves up normally. And you in this mode you don't start at the top and then work. No, down. no, no. It's it's left it's to, ju- it's left just, to right. Mirror. It's just a mirror. Yeah, it's yeah. left to right mirrored. It's weird that it feels so different then. It's so it's weird. The same stage. It feels so fucking weird to be going left in a game like this. It's so fucking bizarre. Um, and then, and then um, there are two extra characters you unlock for completing the game on normal and above for the first time. They are melee characters, and they Ooh. feel so entirely different. They don't have to worry about gun picks up, but pickups, but they can get uh, the little weapon pods, mm-hmm. um, and the like. If you've played um, Hardcore Uprising and you picked up Sayori as DLC, like she fundamentally changes that. She changes that game in a way that is completely like they didn't have to change anything to make it work either. And that's how the melee characters work in Blazing Chrome as well. Is that like they didn't really change anything to make those characters work. They just kind of feel good and work with the way that they are. And like playing the game. Either way, with like a shooty character or uh, or a melee character, like both of them feel real good. They look really interesting. Also, what do they say? Oh, <laughs> the ninja says ninja. <laughs> he charges his sword and just goes ninja. <laughs> ninja, 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 ninja. It's very funny. 
It's a very, uh, is it, like, I don't know if that's what they're saying. I swear to God, that's what it, it sounds, sounds like to me. It sounds a lot like it. And I don't want to know. I don't ever want to be told differently if that's not what they're saying. <laughs> You've <laughs> like, got a voice in the developer's ears and you, you won't ask I'm this not asking, burning question. I don't want to fucking know. <laughs> but yeah, like, uh, despite the fact that I think the weapons are kind of eh, like, I still think that this is a really fucking solid run and gunner. Like, uh, and it's getting the praise I think that it deserves. Like, people really seem to be on board with this game in a way that they sort of haven't uh, with Joy Master's previous games. So, okay. and I okay. think that it may be due to the fact that they've just got a much larger reach this time because they're on the Switch, they're on the PS4, they're on the Xbox One now. They've got, uh, they pushed it out through a publisher mm-hmm. that seems to be doing right by them. So. Oh. Yeah, oh, right. Like, this was on Game Pass, like, day one, too. Yeah, this was on Game it? Pass day one. Um, so it's a ton more eyes on your game, at least. Yeah. So, like, this game definitely kind of got the kind of reach that their previous games never did, even when those games got eventually ported to Switch and uh, PS4 and Xbox One and the like. Um, but I think, that, like, just the the artistic quality that this game has, like, it immediately catches your eye just with how amazing the sprite work is. Mm-hmm. Uh, especially like yeah. the backgrounds and, and like like and I'm pretty sure all of that was done by Danilo himself. God. So that's a lot like this is a game that's got all the fucking sprite art in it. Like all of it, literally all of it. Yeah. <laughs> I just can imagine though the jump from going from doing 8-bit games to, you know, a 16-bit style one just how much harder that is. Yeah, like and, and, and because then, and because animating like, all those bosses and stuff. And because he's so active on Twitter about that stuff, it was kind of fun seeing all of that detail come together because he would, you know, he would kind of like sprite them out in an 8-bit style and then start adding detail to kind of 16-bit them and then oh, nice. and then composite that. that and then composite that with a Mega Drive image that is similar <laughs> just to kind of be like are the colors close? Like we're not going 100% here, but we're going close. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it was really cool to kind of see a lot of that shit come together. Blazing Chrome is good. Awesome. Cool. It, I have even it on if, Switch. I haven't played it yet. Yeah, I think I, saw- I think you're going to dig it. It's probably going to take a while. That game's hard. Yeah. That game's real hard. It made it made me and BP real sad when we streamed it. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> I saw... Uh, yeah, when he got wrecked by that one boss. Hmm... Apparently, there's a few parts on the Switch version that they're going to patch that have yeah. significant slowdown. Like, there's a spider boss that just oh yeah, the spider boss wrecks the Switch. So ah. they're changing it to not be particle bullets. Yeah, yeah, they're they which, they, they, they they like the yeah they they they're get, they're they're going to add the the shadows and shit back into. They found a way to kind of do shadows yeah. that don't. That's fuck crazy. Up. Yeah. It was, so, it was interesting hearing about the Switch development and how they had to kind of like do smart things to kind of downgrade it. Mm-hmm. It is wild though that you know a 16-bit game, but then or 16-bit looking game, but then it can't run on the Switch, which is well, a pretty powerful system realistically. But yeah, and then you read about oh, like it's actually using like particle effects and stuff. And game, now, Maker, so, game Maker, and game uh, Maker Two's Game Maker Two's Switch uh, platform exporting apparently is just real bad right now. So it's not really up to snuff I mean, yeah, completely. I was very surprised Game Maker was on there at all and didn't even know they were. Yeah. Yeah. They're pushing it for they've been pushing it for big developers for a while now. Yeah. Yeah. Makes sense. But yeah, it's always been a little jank. Yep. That's Blazing Chrome. It's real good. I like it. I've, cool. had, I've had a lot of fun with it. I'm still gonna try. I'm still gonna get that hardcore one CC. That's yeah. gonna be that's gonna be real. I'm not. I've not beaten it on hardcore either. 
Like, huh. I don't know. Oh, I, I just want the one CC. So, like, when I... Well, like, I could probably beat the game using the three continues they give you. Uh, I think you should practice the end of whatever happens I at the end. I probably should. Yeah. <laughs> but I, I, keep, I keep bailing because, like, stage five is a disaster. <laughs> Ooh. Ooh, so stage is it, five is a disaster. I did notice when playing it a bit myself that you pick the first four stages in whatever order, similar to Shattered Soldier. Yeah. And then five and five if and there's six anything go. after that. Okay, five yeah. and six. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, four. Yeah. Like BB <laughs> says that four and five are shit enough on normal. They really are. Uh, I should. I just start. Should just start the game on four though, and then learn that one. There you go. Immediately. There you go. I'm pretty good at four now though. I don't like really die, and there's like <laughs> there's some fun AI. Uh, there's some fun AI problems right now that make a couple of the bosses. You can just like, mm. I'm just going to lay down where I start in this battle and not move at all. And you will never hurt me. Oops. Whoops. Uh, yeah, that's a good game. Blazing Chrome. Go, go pick it up and check out the rest of Joy Masher's stuff too. I am, I am unapologetically a stan for <laughs> Joy Masher. So yeah, go check out their shit. John Thire. Hi. What's up? I beat Mega Man 11. Yo, that oh, game's pretty good. Okay. I didn't even know you were yeah. playing this. Yeah, I, I've been meaning to get back to it and kind of play a little more deeply. Because mm-hmm. um, I think I kind of mushed my way through the main stages a little bit with the with the store. Because you have access to oh, that. You, so yeah, I wanna... you can absolutely just fa- like slam your face into the stages. <laughs> and just with the store help and not have a problem. Yeah, but... Once you get to the Wily stages, you can't go back to the store, as nope. far as I could tell. I don't think um, so. Or or maybe, I think you can go back to the store, it's just that I you can't you... go back to the main stages. And yeah. the Wily stages give very few bolts. Yeah. Next yeah. to no bolts. So as soon as I got, I, I like, fudged my way through the main game, mm-hmm. and then I suddenly was at Wily, where I was like, oh, now I actually have to play it legit. Oh, shit. I was shit. like, oh, God. <laughs> oh, no. a video game. <laughs> Okay, um, what you do is you play the main game legit, and then you get to Wily, and you just save everything for the ending. Yeah, then you just... That would have made more sense. That's what bring everybody it, oh, does. I've got 20 E-Tanks. That's what everybody does with Mega Man 9. So you like, that Wily, that Wily Castle in 9 is a mother bitch, so you save yep. everything up for for that. Yup. So, uh, I thought this game was really cute. The I like all the stages, um... Just speaking of Mega Man 9, I went back to that one a while ago, mm-hmm. um, and it seemed, and it was weird playing it where a couple of the times it would go through the stages and they would introduce new ideas, mm-hmm. like big new ideas, like right at the end of the level, mm-hmm. um, and it made it feel a little bit scattershot in some ways. Yeah. It's like, we're just kind of throwing stuff at you. We got these ideas. Just, just play our game. Play our play game. It's stuff. really hard. <laughs> it's really hard. That's the main thing here. Uh, that game is like... It's very kind of Kaizo adjacent, where there's just yeah. so many moments in it where it's like, ah, gotcha. Yeah, that, gotcha. Game is, that game is really full of gotcha moments. You um, tried to jump over that pit, but you've got to stand there for a second, and then the thing jumps out. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. That, that feels very intentional with Mega Man 9. Like, it feels... Like, I, it's very, we know what we're doing here. Yeah. yeah. Like, we're doing this on purpose. It may be a little misguided, because I think that they that they probably thought this is what NES hard is. <laughs> mm-hmm. I think that the, I think that that game does fall into that trap of oh, it's hard because it's an NES game and all NES games are impossible. So things have to be impossible, even though we are smarter about level design these days. Mm-hmm. 
and it's much harder than Mega Man One and Two and Three. Oh, it's just way harder. Yeah, like it's harder hard. than one. It's definitely what? a lot of rom. There's a lot of rom hack shit going on in uh, in Mega Man Nine. Yeah. So this doesn't. This still has teeth. Eleven. Yeah. Um, it definitely still has teeth. Wily one's real good and real hard, huh? Oh my god, it's yeah. <laughs> that that stage is an epic. It's I said, very good. I said that in, in my initial impressions of this, shortly like I think uh, it was like the first Sox cast year that I was a bit disappointed that um the the Wily Castle only had two stages. Yep. But uh. I replayed this game again recently because I'm trying to get the one CC on it without using the store at all, mm-hmm. and um, man, Wily one was real good. Yeah, it's just uh, a really I, good I, level. I didn't care that Wily Two wasn't as great. It's Wily Two just doesn't have any bottomless pits, so it's very, very feels a lot easier, I think. Yeah, yeah. And then it's over, so it's over real quick. And then you have boss fights, and then end the game. Yeah, yeah. Uh, this just felt like very all the Wily One especially had that very nice pacing where it's just building all these things. All the levels have like their big idea. It's very like here's the final this test. Is, yeah, it's very article about game design. Yeah, like like one. It's very good on the one hundred and one stuff, basically. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I really appreciate it for that. I think the fire stage was a really strong example of that, where they have the advancing wall of flame like two or three times. Yeah, interspersed throughout the stage with the these other recurring ideas. Some that of those develop. normal stages just go on way too long. Mm, I think I they could have removed one checkpoint and hence and whole section from a from a few of those stages. Mm-hmm. That's fair. Um, yeah, like like for me, like the the Mega Man Two stage length is still just like, oh, this is perfect. Oh, I love this, and then almost and then everyone after that is like, let's make it much longer. Yeah. Uh, okay. <laughs> um, so I, I I vibe with that. Um. But yeah, the, and the, and then even the one hundred and one stuff just kind of goes through the whole game. Where like even the final boss, it does the thing where Wily uses the same doodads that you have. Yeah. The, the double ge- the double gear is very cool. The double gear system is real underrated. If you, and like, yeah. and I see so many people that have streamed this game that I hate saying people are playing a game wrong. Uh. <laughs> but I think that if you're playing this game and not engaging with the double gear system, you're you're doing it wrong. Mate, I mean, it just has a... It, it has makes a so many effect. things easier. It makes so many things more fun. Like, I, I don't know why people can't get their head around wanting to use the double gear system. Yeah, Because that's not Mega Man. It's new and different. <laughs> I know that that's the mentality. <laughs> I that's exact, That's gotta be it, though. Because Especially after Mega Man 9 was like, so slavish to Mega Man Two, basically, yeah. and like, and people that don't fucking use Robot Master weapons. When again, this is another <laughs> collection. This is another collection of sub weapons that are so fucking They're good. So good. That's that's what it was. I was trying to remember like what made Mac- Wily One so fun for me because you that use I spent those the whole weapons stage. so yep. much, and they they let you choose them up with the right analog stick, like Axiom Verge. Yes. So I'm just like, like it's oh, so snappy. Nice. I'm just like switching constantly between all eight weapons playing the stage. And like and it you feels get the rush great. item the rush items are on their own face yeah. buttons, so you don't have yep. to switch to them at all. Like it's just real fucking smart about how everything is put together. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I like it. I, I wanna... can I confess something? Sure. Yeah. 
I was one of those guys that never used the robot master weapons until Mega Man 9. Why? Yeah, <laughs> like, like, I basically played those first eight games without fucking bothering. And you're making it so much harder on yourself. Like, well, it, well after four, it, it once you get the charge beam... <laughs> Well, yeah, like, it's, like five, it's, six, seven, they suck. It's that weird but, fucking mentality, yeah. too, of playing the RPG and finding an elixir in the second town and saving uh, it until the end boss and then never using it. Yeah. Well, <laughs> John made a game all about that. John, well, okay. Let's be fair. <laughs> John is a weirdo. But, then, but yeah, then I've gone back to Mega Man 2 <laughs> since and been like... Oh my god. Oh my god, the Metal Blade. Oh! The Metal oh. Blade one-shots literally everything. It's the same thing in Mega Man 9 with the Trident. You, It literally yeah. replaces your pea shooter. Yeah, it really... Those are both kind of broken. Better better broken than like than like 3, 4, boring. 5, 6, 7, where you yeah. just don't use the weapons because yeah. they're boring. Because, yeah, yeah. Oh, but you could shoot snakes in 3. That's true. Three's, three's better. They slowed but... down this. They slowed down the whole damn game so much, though. You shoot two oh. snakes. You put that game. You put that game in contraforce mode. <laughs> I remember going back to three, and it's like you load Top Man stage, and it just is lagging already. Yeah, before yeah. you do anything. Mega Man Three like, is my favorite of the retro Mega Man games, but yeah, it's got some problem. Even like the music causes lag, <laughs> yeah. which is which is proven in the speed run where they literally do a trick to turn the music off, and the game runs faster. Oh, that's so sad. That's, that's so sad because that's the best music. Yeah, it's uh, it's a uh, uh, shit. It's Gemini Man stage that's crazy so funny it's so good though <laughs> cool so so uh, back, back to Mega Man 11 I, I apologize yeah. I apologize uh, that was me so as well. it's got a little bit of like that the 101 ness is so like felt that it feels a little bit like it feels like they watched YouTube videos on 101 uh, level design yeah. and we're like <laughs> let's just follow that yeah it feels again. It, I think I've said this for a couple games. Where like this feels like what people say Nintendo games are. Yeah, I yeah. Mean, so like, but it's actually good. Yeah. But still feels like that. But you, yeah, it's it's where like it's so fucking transparent that it is just like somebody was standing there with a checkbox going, mm. okay, we see this, we, we see the obstacle first, then we interact oh. with it in in a harmless environment. <laughs> the next time we see it, we introduce a new element, such as an enemy in the in the vicinity, or put the item over a pit, so that when the player interacts with it, they know that there are also dangers involved. It's like, yeah, like you're you're kind of like when it's that fucking blatant, and, it, and every fucking stage in Eleven does that. Yeah, yeah. So it it feels like yeah. I've got an I got an image on one of my old blog posts that kind of suits fits that. <laughs> Let me see if I can link it. It's podcast, John. Yeah, let's I'm sure. Not doing us a lot of good on, on our audio podcast. Yeah, there we go. that Perfect. was pretty quick, actually. That was yes. yeah. That okay, was let's see what this uh, is. Okay, that's actually pretty funny. Thank <laughs> blah, you. Blah blah blah. Yeah, yeah. So let's that see. won't that won't appre- our podcasters won't appreciate that. It's a but... picture of one one from Super Mario Brothers, and every I them is pointed at and it just says blah 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 <laughs> <laughs> um so so yeah that it feels a little plastic in that sense yeah. a little bit like oh oh we made it's a video game as video game um but i still had a really really nice time with it wily one's real real fun and real hard mm-hmm. 
it's real fun and real hard, even using everything I had. I used the double gear, I used the power, I used both double gears, I used all the weapon items, and it was still really hard yes. and really satisfying. I probably spent a third of the time I played on the game on <laughs> Wily One because yeah. I was just uh, because I just cheesed the main stages and then was like, well, I'm not going to start over. So I would <laughs> I would recommend at some point replaying those original stages yeah, there because they are good. They are good. Yeah. Oh yeah, I want I want to do that. I don't feel like I've really completed my relationship with it yet. Also, I want to beat. I, I started on the boss rush, just trying to beat all the bosses with the pea shooter. Mm. Not because that's the only way to play the game, um, but just because that forced me to kind of engage with their patterns instead of cheesing through and, them. And, and I like that bosses have unique ways of utilizing the double gear system as well. Yes. Ah, oh, that's so cute. Yes, I love that. They're real good. The the Wily using the double gear at the very end. That's perfect. so fucking good. It's so good. It's Ugh. such a simple fight, and it's it's but it's just that right amount of clever. Like that. Yeah. It's clever use, and it brings the whole idea of the double gear full circle, and it feels nice. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So one one more time, it is that sort of like this is a game design, and the, this is the final exam for the mechanic. Yes. But, yes. but, a, but it's cute. It's cute. Yeah. I like it. Like, this game hits all the right notes, I think. Yeah. I, I had a good time. In a game that could have been very cynical, very soulless, could have been, mm. it could have been Mighty Number no. 9. I was just about to say, I know what you're talking about. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it could have been Mighty Number no. 9, but it's very clear mm. that the people behind this game cared a lot. And they yeah. had a... You, you know, you talk about this being kind of a basic one-on-one, like they looked at a list of game design tutorial things. Yes. They also had Mighty Number no. 9 being there like, hey, don't do this. <laughs> don't do this! <laughs> so you mentioned the robot weapon switching is on the right analog stick, mm-hmm. which is very smart. Like, Because those games, it, they did make it easier when you went to the SNES and you had, you know, shoulder buttons to switch. Yeah. And, uh, fucking Mighty Number no. Nine did the dumbest thing, where there were just three buttons you could map to specific robots. So bad. Weapons. So like, you could switch to three of them super easily, and then like another button to be back to your default. Yeah. But then the final boss had you using more than three, so you still had to like. You still had yeah. Pause and go into the menu. So, oh God. <laughs> What a like right analog stick is just so much smarter. What a fucking for a disaster that game is. <laughs> Number eight, game of the year. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Rat. What have you been up to? Oh boy, uh, I've been still cranking along doing Mario levels, making I all guess. the Mario Maker levels. Them. And John is the only person who plays and loves my levels. Oh, I really love them. It, that game's weird because it feels like there's just so many more makers than players right now. Mm. It's just, it's so hard to get exposure. And I think Nintendo, like, there could be things that they could do to let player. At, okay, Chetstorm and Chet says he plays my level. So, like, like, I'm not calling out anybody in the community. It's just like when I go on Reset Era and post my level and it gets zero extra no plays replies. from that. It's like, yeah, it's just. <laughs> Because that thread is just literally hundreds of people posting their levels, and I play like five of them, and then yeah. it's like, okay, and then, boy, they just keep coming in, and, you know, you kind of lose interest after, like, half of them are bad, you yeah, know, yeah. the ones you play. <clears throat> but, like, I don't know, if they could do, like, community playlists or something, because basically it boils down to, I'm so sick of typing in codes. Oh, like, man. 
You see, I just, like, I like BP's idea here of making a light version that just lets you play levels, but they don't yeah. want to make them. Like, I like that idea. That's how RPG Maker on the 3DS was sold. You can yep. buy the whole game, and it'll let you make RPGs, or you can just download a free player that lets you play people's oh. games. It's very nice. It's neat. I yeah. don't think they would do a free version. Not a free one. No. <laughs> I don't, I don't, if, it's a, if it's fucking a Mario game, I ain't doing it for free, bitch. That's not smart. <laughs> That's Look, like I said at the start of the show, I'm probably good at business. <laughs> and you don't give away, like, a Mario player for free. No, no. you don't. Because then people would just start making, like, as close as they could official levels. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> just like, oh, yeah, I just made a, here's a, you know, Super Mario World with <laughs> half the stuff missing. But it's, it's pretty close. They they raised the upload limit on levels now, so I don't yep. feel like I'm about to, because I'm at 10 uploads right now, and the limit was 32, mm-hmm. and now it's 64, so it's like, okay. And they even said, I we're going to do that one more time, so it'll probably be like 100. Yeah, and then by the time you hit 100, you'll be looking back at your previous stages like, ah, fuck you, delete. Oh, I mean, that Shadowbringers one has, like, way less plays than anything else, because it obviously... Because that one kind of sucks. It just starts in a dark room and you fall in a pit. (laughs) No, I love that one! The second half is better, though, I think. Like, I could easily just take that one and fix the first half. People People don't like... You have to walk slowly forward, and oh yeah, speaking of the, you have to walk slowly forward. I made a level based on her lullaby. <laughs> and it's that is a very thematically smart because it yeah. really does follow the story in a so Mario funny. way, oh. as best as I could for a level that was also made in like forty minutes. Right, right, right. You made this one <laughs> night after work, kind of just on a whim. It felt like. And, and I just said the thing a Mario level based on her lullaby, and then and I was like, made it happen. and then actually made it like in an hour. <laughs> That's pretty good. So it's basically a level where you can't jump, or it'll fail. Mm-hmm. So you have to guide this Goomba, who's your partner, mm-hmm. through the level. And then you're then you're threatened by the yeah. approaching Goomba, and you're like, do I st- do I shoot the Goomba with the firepower? <laughs> and if you do, it doesn't work out for then, you. Then you're Spoilers. fucked. Bad end. <laughs> dead end <laughs> yeah that's, that's the only flaw is that like there's no way to kind of cancel i mean i again if this level wasn't like a super rushed thing there'd be ways to like fuck the player if obviously or yeah. immediately like if you jump the fa- the ceiling just falls or something <laughs> <laughs> but then at the end of the level they go their separate ways See, it's so good <laughs> it's so good <laughs> Like, I intentionally set it up so that you don't see the Goomba kind of disappear when you hit the flagpole. Because yeah. that's what happens. Yeah. So I'm like, oh, I'll put the player up in the air, and then they'll hit kind of the top and not see the bottom. Because <laughs> then I oh, I also made a virtual last reward level yeah. that I'm very happy <laughs> this with. This was really good. That so, one turned out great. So yeah, you got to give an explanation oh. on this one. So in Virtue's last reward, you know, it's nine people stuck on in kind of a kidnapped situation. And they play the thing called the Ambidex game, and they either vote ally or betray. And if two people... You know, there's a whole scoring thing that I kind of tried to replicate a bit in this. Did I cut like, out? If, if, if two people ally with one another, they both get yeah. equal number of points. If one yeah. betrays the other and the other allies, the betrayer gets more points. Yeah. You got, you got it across. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, so in this one, it's basically... 
I simplified the rules a bit where if you get betrayed, you just get dropped in lava. Yeah. <laughs> and you, you get two coins for voting ally and two, three coins for voting betray. And that level's... John, I have to show you the flow chart of that level because it actually uses, like, every single possible door and pipe in it. Yeah, so, like, you, you that... had to actually count down, like, every usable element. Because then I changed the design, like, halfway through when I realized, like, oh... Yoshi as a power-up is just fucking broken. Yeah. Like, it's impossible, because Yoshi was originally first, mm -hmm. so it's just like, oh, I literally can't make a puzzle that involves Monty Mole help if the player might also have Yoshi. Yeah. Because Yoshi can just walk on spikes, and can also just walk on munchers, <laughs> and can, like, and even if you get hit, like, you just jump back on Yoshi, so, like... Man, Super Mario World's boring. Yeah. Because <laughs> then I... Yeah, so in the final version, you just get a cape if you betray, and the cape, you can just jump twice and float over the entire thing. <laughs> but I'm like, that's fine. That's funny. Yeah, you're betraying. So you get that reward. Yeah. So it's a very nice reward. Yep. It's I BBB'd and then AAB'd. Well, I BBB'd and then AAA'd and then AAB'd. <laughs> and you weren't sure what you expected from trying to ally with Bowser. <laughs> <laughs> what did I um, think was going to happen? That had to be in there, obviously, though. <laughs> and yeah. it's at oh, the yeah. end. And it's at the end. It's perfect. It worked out great. Um, I, go ahead. Oh, I was just thinking, like, man, I could do, like, another version that just has a totally different set of allies and betrays. And even, like, what would a boss fight against Yoshi look like? <laughs> that you, would be can, weird. Can you put a boss fight, or can you put a Yoshi in a clown car and have him go hostile on you? Because... <laughs> I've had super mushrooms get in that cl clown car and attack me. <laughs> this game gets wild. That's pretty good. <clears throat> yeah, put Yoshi in a clown car and see what happens. I, yep. I have a feeling he won't, but you never know. You never this, know. It could be game. fun. Could be fun if he could if he could bore you. That would be the best. <laughs> Obviously. Well, he'll just hey, shoot fireball. Yeah. Hey, friends, you're Metal Gear Solid level. It's real good. There you go. It's real oh. good. Glory That's the one where I finished it, finished the second half, and I was like, oh, this yeah. is my favorite final boss of the year. <laughs> so oh, far. Wow. Well, because like, I was making this level, and I wanted a boss at the end. Mm -hmm. And I just like had three ideas in a row that just didn't work. Because mm -hmm. the original idea was like a tower of the, tall, the big beetles, and then there was going to be a spike top on top of that. So I'm like, okay, the player definitely won't be able to jump on this. It's super tall, and there's a spike on top. Mm. And then I realized you could just damage boost into it, and then jump and kill the ones on the bottom. And then they would just start bouncing back and forth and just destroy the whole thing, like, immediately. And I'm like, <laughs> ah, shit. And then I had, so, like, that original small room where you just used the helmet to kill it, like, there were originally enemies in there, and it just, nothing was working at all. Mm-hmm. And then I had this idea of a falling elevator. God, so <laughs> And I was just like, well, I think I could make this work, but I need a vertical stage. So I'm just going to have to make another level yeah. to do this idea. Part two. Part two. So like, and then I was like, well, now that I've got another level, I may as well make the whole thing bigger. So like the end of one got bigger. And then there's that whole section at the start of two, just so you don't immediately go into the final boss fight. That it's level took like... That level took like two weeks, and I was like, man, I, I started to feel a bit bad about this game in a weird way by the end, just spending so long on this one idea. Because hmm. that level was just, I want to make a level about beetles. And then it just 
spun into in this really <laughs> weird direction <laughs> where it just turned out it's like it turned into a stealth thing for a while and then turns and then because the original working name was going to be like Beatlemania right right as, as a joke and then it became Beetle Gear Solid because it was just <laughs> it's a stealth thing then it's kind of like an ex- exploration thing and then it's just boss fights <laughs> it's really weird and yeah, that, just, that's Metal Gear Solid in a nutshell yeah because anyway. I I wanted the elevator fight to simulate like Snake and Liquid fighting on top Metal Gear yeah yeah that's really cool so it's this all it is though is a spike top which are the little red beetles with the spike on top yeah. yep. you, you can't shoot fireballs at them and you can't <laughs> jump on them and all it does is walk back and forth yeah yeah and it's, it's so a really intense good. fight <laughs> All you have so to do is jump good. over it a bunch of times. <laughs> also, somehow, yeah. the timing worked. I, I didn't even realize this was going to happen when I started. When it falls from the falling elevator, it turns around. Mm-hmm. I didn't even realize that was going to happen. So it's like I timed it out so that it just keeps walking back and forth without calling up the wall until the very end. Mm-hmm. Like, this one thing after like all these ideas in this game didn't work for me i got this one thing to work like perfectly or almost perfectly because you can so basically if you time your duck and jump at the wrong time you can kind of fall out of the elevator (laughs) and if you jump you can also get crushed to death like real easily (laughs) yep i just kind of there's a checkpoint right before there's a checkpoint right before like yeah i'll learn this that's fine it's real and i completely loved your um your shmup level you're it's so good that was so good. It's like really smart use of the engine, I think. Yeah. That's the thing is I always with my levels I feel like I'm way more interested in like pushing the boundaries of like, like what this thing can actually yeah. do. Cuz like I showed John this thing earlier where I'm like here's a level I could design that has eight checkpoints even though they only give you two cuz if you if you hit both of them if you hit the second checkpoint the first one resets. Mm-hmm. So you can just go back and forth between them mm. and keep getting checkpoints. Yeah. So if you're doing that while collecting red coins, you're actually making progress. Oh. Like, so there is a way to actually kind of set things up so that they keep mattering. Right. That you're hitting checkpoints. Interesting. I saw that in another level where, like, immediately, once you com- completed a segment, it would throw you to the first checkpoint, and then you go through a pipe and immediately hit the second one again. So it would save your red coin progress. That's I love that. So like again, I'm way more interested in like fucking with the structure of it than I am making platforming levels. Yeah. Like that's the thing I don't want to do. Yeah, I think that that's kind of like where most people are at these days. I think that the the days of yo, I just made a platform level are kind of over, and now everything's either uh, lots of gizmos, puzzles, and kaizo. Yeah, like that's basically. what I'm seeing on the people that I watch stream this game, and they do like endless Mario challenges or whatever. Mm-hmm. Those are the kind of like three things that all of the stages fit into. You just don't see any kind of just straight up. Hey, I made a Mario ass Mario level. Cause usually you beat those and go, okay. I played a Mario game. Like, I'm not, I'm not trying to disrespect games. that. I'm not disrespecting yeah. that hustle at all. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just, yeah, like, but yeah, everything's gonna be like a Kaizo puzzle, or... I mean, I have played some very good platforming levels, and they actually seem extremely hard to design, that's why I'm a little intimidated by them, because mm. I was like, I'm gonna make a level about the platforms that fall when you jump on them, mm. and then it was like, okay, this feels okay to play, and then I played another level that happened to be all about that idea, mm-hmm. except they were doing things where, like, 
there would be pile blocks on the platform so that when it fell, it would hit a uh, muncher or something and, like, the level would explode. And I was like, man, this is so much fucking cooler than what I was doing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, and I think that, that, that those, are, those are the kind of creative moments you run into yeah. while just fucking around in the editor and seeing what can happen. Mm-hmm. There is, yeah, that editor is still wild, though. Like, the one of the things I always forget to do is just try putting wings on everything because... <laughs> yeah. There's just so many li- little interactions and things that'll happen like one i found was like if you put a winged bowser jr on top of bowser <laughs> he'll throw hammers just like <laughs> bowser did in the first game that's in, cool in like world eight it's like oh neat there's a way to replicate that functionality that's pretty neat yeah i people, love it yeah yeah people i think these are exponentially more interesting than the mario games nintendo makes oh lately. absolutely absolutely <laughs> Oh, uh, like c- coming from I. So I actually played Mario U this year, and it was like a whole game of. I mean, that was fine, I guess. We made <laughs> some, we made some Mario platform levels, and like that game tried a bit because like every single level would kind of introduce a new gimmick and then not really ever bring it back. Mm-hmm. But then this game having that 3D world style in it as well really, really drives home how fucking ugly new Super Mario Brothers is. Yeah. Like, holy cow. Pretty fucking basic when you compare it to the real stylized stuff of the older like, games. And mm-hmm. Yeah, like, you have the three pixel-based styles, but then you have 3D World now, which is using actual 3D models and doesn't yeah. look like, you know, Flash tweens, basically. Yeah. <laughs> like, there's just something about new Super Mario Brothers that is just so flat and bad looking yeah it's that early like it's that ds 3d that's not really that great well it's not even that it doesn't look anything like the it looks like you know the wii Wii version more but like it's still evolved from that ds game yeah there's just something about it that's just bad that was the that is the mario style for a long time like even the mobile game came out and it's like looks like mr mario brothers I know, right? The funny thing is that they actually, if you compare Mario Maker 1 and this, like, they actually made that style look better, and it mm. still <laughs> looks so bad. Mm. Like, the backgrounds like, look real plastic and ugly, too. But, like, some of them got better in this one. That's what's hilarious. That's like the, real weird. Like, they added waterfalls into the cave background or something that wasn't in, actually in any of the new Super Mario Brothers games. Yeah. Because it's supposedly based on you, but, like, it looks better. <laughs> it's still... Yeah, like I remember, like on Wii and 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 you that that SM, that new Super Mario Brothers look like the backgrounds looked like really high resolution doesn't really fit with the material flash backgrounds where yeah, people would use exactly super that. they would use these super realistic backgrounds, but like you drew this gradient this spaceship that is just all <laughs> gradients. Yeah, it's it's definitely that. Hey y'all, hey y'all, yeah, hey, hey y'all, yeah, yeah, wah. <laughs> Somehow I didn't notice that this game does have wah-wah in it for a very long time, mostly because I think people are backing off that style. Apparently that style was, like, the most popular one. Yeah, because the there was game. just so much fucking wall jumping and spinning. There's so uh, much you can do with that stuff. The, the wall jump... So, like, I don't hate playing in that style. I'll deal with it. The wall jumping feels fucking terrible. Mm. That's what's killing me. What I've realized is that, like, maybe it's a thing with the characters, because... Because you can play as Luigi, Toad, and Toadette in this. Mm-hmm. You're eligible to do a wall jump before your sprite 
comes in contact with the wall and even when doing the slide your sprite isn't actually like touching the wall it just looks real bad that huh that's real weird because i've not actually played it so i don't know how that feels but that sounds like it would feel it's like i've real weird i've gotten a few levels that are clearly based on wall jumping and Mm -hmm. like i'm like fuck this i'm out (laughs) because like i can't basically can't do it it just feels so bad yuck that's terrible I, played I, never a bit thought, of... I never thought that the wall jumping felt bad in New Super Mario Brothers itself. Like yeah. I played through those games just fine and didn't mm-hmm. really have a problem with the wall jumping. But it sounds like they've recoded it from the ground up here, and it just—I don't know. It just—it's mostly <laughs> just that like, if you're doing it once or twice, it's probably mm-hmm. fine. But it's when it's in a level that like you have to do it like thirty times. Oh, the level is the ground, built around this idea. Yeah. Yeah. It's like never touch the ground levels, basically. Yeah. With all the wall jumping, so that's when that frame or two where you're not actually touching the wall, but like you can wall jump. Because I'm always looking to start. I want to be in the sliding animation before I press the button to wall jump. Right, right. And like you'll play a level that is designed by somebody to be, to be like perfectly timed out, mm. and like if you're waiting for that, you're going to be too slow and die, basically. Yeah. yeah. That that that'll fuck it up. Yeah. Uh, I played a bit of the multiplayer. It actually wasn't too laggy like two weekends ago. Mm-hmm. It's fun. It seems hit see... or miss still. Yeah. Because like, some of the people that I watch play it, obviously. I mean, there's going to be some stream. Like, you're streaming also as well. So also, that's yeah. Gonna... But, like, it seems real hit or miss. Like, you've got maybe, like, a 60-40 shot at getting mm-hmm. a good connection. It was weird. I was like, oh, it's fixed. And then I saw a bunch of people being like, the multiplayer's still broken. I was like, oh. Oh, that's weird. I was playing it on, like, Saturday night, and it was fine. Mm. But then, basically, I got to C-Rank, mm-hmm. and was like, I don't want to lose this now. I guess I'm not going <laughs> to play anymore. <laughs> I see people fucking going going full ham. They're, like, S-plus rank, and I'm like... Jesus. Jesus Christ. So, like, like, at that point, you're only... Only, at that point, you're only getting, like, 27 points, and you need 20,000 mm-hmm. or something. It's like, uh, stop. This is misery. The weirdest thing to me about that game is how competitive it is. Yeah. Which just seems very un-Nintendo and very un-Mario. It's, yeah. It's very <laughs> competitive. There are a lot of competitive hooks about this game. But, like, I didn't realize the extent to which it com- you were competing against other people, though. Because, like, obviously there's the multiplayer and you're ranking that. Yeah. And then there's the endless challenges. Here's one I didn't know about until very recently. Your maker score is also yes. competed against other people. Your maker score, um, the, oh, number of world, the number of world records you have. I know that. The, <laughs> I know that. They, I know that. The fucking world records count for something because I was watching I Ate Your Pie one night, and he just had yeah. his chat making areas where you run to the flagpole <laughs> to and, 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 and upload those so that he would get first clears and world records on those just to up a score. I'm like. Boy, it's fucking stupid. <laughs> the maker it's one is funny. What... It's funny from a, like you really yeah. took time out to do this and ask your chat to do this, but at the same time, it's like, why is that even a thing that's being measured? The maker score one is especially crazy to me because I saw somebody go like, "Oh, the number one hundred creator has ten thousand points." So if you're at that level, and I'm like, "Wait, what?" Like. You specifically know how many. It's like, apparently, like the top creators, if they make a good level, they barely get any points at this point. And like, it's it's so weird. Like, if at that point, like if people play your level and don't like it, you'll start losing points. And I'm yeah. like, man, 
the whole concept of losing points in general, I'm just like, why? Is yeah, especially so in that the versus mode stuff is funny because only the winner gets points and everybody yeah. else loses points. Like, I mean, at least at D rank, you barely lose anything. And I think if you get the flagpole within like those five seconds, you might lose less. I think you lose less because I only lost like six or zero one time or something. Mm, God. But yeah. I mean, especially competing makers against each other is so That's weird. Where it's real, like, yeah. doesn't that just kind of encourage pumping as much out as you can? Yeah, or does, yeah. You want people to make good levels, period. I just like, don't yeah. know why that's even a rank thing. That like, it's, especially. It's just dumb. It's putting a dumb number on creativity that shouldn't be there. Yeah, mm-hmm. that one bugs me. And then just the way, like, number one in those endless modes gets an exclusive costume right like number two and three get exclusive it's like cool you made this content that like only literally no one's gonna get yeah it's like so like for everybody else that uh costume selects thing is just always gonna be partially empty fuck you and you know I like the dress-up part (laughs) it's a weird thing that I didn't really expect from a Mario game but it's pretty cool until you put until you get, like, the five easy-to-get things and then realize everything else is just, like, completely ridiculous. Yeah. Like, I got up to around 17,000 in normal, endless, mm. and then didn't play for a couple weeks, and now I'm, like, 25,000. Like, I'm slipping down pretty noticeably. Mm. And you don't get anything until 10,000, so... Oh, <laughs> I don't that's, know if that's happening. That's... That's a... Man, that's rough. It's so weird. Yeah, I got C-rank in uh, Versus. Mm-hmm. And it was like, congratulations, you locked, unlocked the Luigi costume. And I'm like, oh, I'm out. This well, is dumb. fuck this. Of all things I didn't really care about. Yeah. <laughs> I, should look, I should look up what B-Rank gives you. Oh, God. Oh, Luigi. <laughs> so Man, playing... if, they, if they made anything in that game give you Waluigi, the fucking internet would be insufferable. They should add more playable characters. They should, absolutely. Oh, I saw recently that apparently Toadette and Toad have a slightly different hitbox, which, yep. whoops, that's fucked. Yep, that's, that's real messed real, up. That's real messed up. I've seen it softlock a couple of levels. It's pretty good. Oh my god, I didn't even think of that. Somebody, I saw a uh, Twitter clip of, like, here's a setup that only they can get past and the other characters will just bonk. And yeah. I'm like, wow, <laughs> that's nuts. It's real messed up. Like what? You, they had to consciously change the hitboxes. Yeah, though. that's what. Yeah, like that's the and again with up the part. way in with the way in New Super Mario Brothers, like the their sprite isn't really hitting the wall. Mm. Just also seems weird, right? So which, which makes you think, like, boy, if they can't get those characters perfectly, like that probably doesn't mean good for you know playable Peach or Rosalina or whoever. Yeah, I wouldn't. I wouldn't put a lot of hope. In, I'm real. Uh, that that's crazy stuff so yeah i've been playing a lot of mario maker like i was working on a level and i had the idea for that vlr one and just immediately (laughs) shelved the other one to bang that out in like two days (laughs) yeah like it was literally like i got home from work and worked on that for like three hours and i went to bed got up and then worked on it some more (laughs) and then went to work came home and finished the level that's awesome they're just make it's just making creativity like be really fun like that. Yeah. It's yeah. nice. Yeah. It's a nice it's a cool to give that so many people that outlet. And then have nobody play their levels. Yeah, exactly. 
Yeah. Don't worry, that's all creative stuff. Yeah, that's uh, literally all. Oh, God, yeah. it's really true. Yep. <laughs> yeah. See, that's the thing, where I was like, oh, if I make my level based on another property, just like Flash games would do. You chose <laughs> Zero Escape. You chose Zero Escape, a series that literally had to be saved by the West, begging. So are you saying I should make a Danganronpa level? Go for it. I want to see how <laughs> yeah. you pull that off. I don't. I don't even know. I just said that as a joke. What's okay? Uh, see, this is this is literally what people did in the original game, though. When you had all those sprite costumes, they yeah. would make le- like Legend of Zelda levels. Yeah. Like, oh, it's Link, and it's a puzzle level, and all that's gone now, and it sucks. Yeah. I miss those. You I'm can't hoping play at Jump some Girl. point at least some of that shit comes back. <clears throat> There's just so many little weird things about this game. Like they hyped up a uh, compet or cooperative levels, mm-hmm. but like. You, you can't upload a level unless you can beat it yourself, so you how do you make a level that actually requires two people, like they showed on the stream? That's real dumb. I did see somebody actually made a setup that, like, will open certain doors depending on how many pow- players there are. Yeah. What? Because it's like... Oh, th- that's what it was. A mushroom block will shoot one mushroom if there's one player... But it'll shoot four if there's four players. So, like, you can set up a bomb thing so that if the... And, like, basically the players aren't activating it themselves like a muncher or something is. So if that activates and it shoots four mushrooms out, it'll blow up the door that is the single-player mode and, and activate the path to multiplayer only. <laughs> <laughs> and then I think they also figured out if you're playing local, if you're playing locally with two people... The mushrooms will move left and right instead of just always to the right. Oh, so the, wow. there's a way to set it up so that it can also only do a cooperative play mode if That's there's two people. Really and interesting. Like, but, but they were like, this is all theoretical. I can't actually test that online because, of course, not. Yeah. That, so that game is wild. <laughs> I want a rundown of every Mario where getting hit with the fire flower takes you down to small Mario and every Mario versus like it fits you big Mario. And then every Mario where the mushrooms always move right versus every Mario where they move left or right. Or or whether they change based on your facing. Cause of, uh, I believe Mario three does that. Yeah. Uh, But that's the thing. I don't think it does in this one. I think, yeah, I think they keep the behavior. um, But apparently if there's something about multiplayer, we'll make them go left sometimes. Yeah. Is what I believe I saw. Anyways, (laughs) Anyways, <laughs> that is a game. I will continue to slowly make levels. <laughs> I will continue and, playing them. That that made the that was the, that made the cost of admission worth worth it is just being able to play the new Red levels. There you go. <laughs> Your own Red Entertainment Network that you can boot yep. up and be like, here we go, gonna mm-hmm. indulge all of this. Yep. <laughs> Red 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 finished Flash Four. And yeah. Now- <laughs> He's going to finish Mario Maker. Just going to be play, making... Everyone else will be moved on. He'll be making Mario Maker 2 levels. Oh, jeez. <laughs> 2030. I mean, I'm sure people were still doing the first one, so... Yeah, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. yeah. Um, it's a long-term game. I got an ad yep. to buy fucking... I got an ad to buy the 3DS version of Mario Maker a, a couple days ago. Oh, you like, mean Mario... That's what should have been Mario yeah, Player. Yeah, like that should have been the Mario Player. But nah, we're fucking dumb. We made this real dumb version of Mario Maker that literally nobody wants. 
You can make, but not share. That shit's That's... $29 still. Mm. How's that shit still $29? And they're selling <laughs> and they're selling the Ocarina remake for like 17 <laughs> Crazy. So, Polly. Yo. What else did you do? Yeah, I, um, I, did, I did some narrative things. Oh, boy. Oh, narrative things are fun. Who likes stories? I like stories. Like stories. Tell you us like, a story, Polly. How do you like? Uh, how do you like? Do you like dialogue and, and dialogue boxes with text scrolling in them? Mm, okay. Those can be okay, right? You like? Uh, yeah, we, we call those uh, visual novels because yeah, they're basically they're they're novels, but you have to look at. But you have to look at them. But I mean, that's kind of <laughs> weird that people say that because yeah. when I buy a novel like at the store. <laughs> I kind of have to look at it to read it. What's the deal with visual novels? What's the deal with visual novels? Instead of audiobooks, they should just call them sound novels. Sound novels. Well, that's the funny thing, is that Ryukishi07 always calls his sound novels. I know. Which, that's just weird. Like, okay, but there's a... What what about the visual? (laughs) Like, I can't listen to Higurashi... It's not a sound novel. I can't just listen to Higurashi and know what's going on. Can or can you? I mean, <laughs> well, Higurashi doesn't have any CGs, right? It it's got it some. has. I think it has literally one, <laughs> maybe yeah. two. One that, that the infamous Rena scene. Yeah. So that's like that. That makes sense to me, though. Like he's saying, the music is the. Yeah. Is what is what is elevating this from just being a novel? Like I think that's a cool thought. Okay, I I, I kind of get that because I think Umineko like doesn't have any CGC there, but the music is super forefront. Yeah, the music is stupid good in that series. Too bad the series is bad. Too bad it's so good, and we should all play it. Like it's like oh, I have yeah. it on my it's like I got it on my um feed right here. Yeah, like we're gonna all <laughs> we're gonna we're all gonna play through it again, and then we're gonna do a spoiler cast after oh, every boy. after like every time. episode. <laughs> I, I love do. that so much is the thing that makes me sad <laughs> <laughs> but it would be really hard to talk about the early chapters after having read the whole thing yeah like knowing where that story goes it's kind of funny like, oh chapter to... 3 is so good <laughs> oh man I Any opened up my desktop at... and I'm staring at zero no Kiseki. Oh man! Oh man! Oh, man. Wait, so that's not Umineko. That's, that's not Umineko. It's next to Umineko. It's it's Umineko adjacent in the sense that there, well, there's a lot of text here. Yeah. <laughs> so you played some. I visual played some novels. visual novels that were or sound novels, kinetic novels. Sound, kine- they are kinetic. I don't believe that I could influence the outcome of either one. So these well, there you go. Be, They're kinetic. Novels. They are kinetic. <laughs> These these are kinetic. I played the text moves that checks out. I played two of these games that ended up being more thematically connected than I thought they would be. Mm-hmm. I was like, well, I didn't know that was like I knew it was a trope. I didn't know that it was a trope that caught on to where I would play two games that were kind of roughly the same thing, like one right <laughs> after the other. Going to talk about and I realized this is going to be another spicy one. <laughs> this is going to be spicy, spicy, <laughs> spicy. So the first one that I played was um, Heart of the Woods. This is a Yuri visual oh, novel. Cat, right? At what? The cat, the cat walking around in the city, and it's, they're like a they're like millennials, and they're sad. It's kind of got that, yeah. It's got that millennial vibe to it. It's about a about a girl. She has a YouTube show that's about the supernatural, um, and she's got a friend who is a bitch, 
Oh, okay. Her other friend. Then, her friend is the camera lady slash person that does all of the, the work for the show. And she's quitting the show. But before she quits, they're going to go on one last hurrah together. Um, and the, the, the point of view that this game takes place from isn't going to be totally bitchy all the time about it. And passive aggressive and, and real just kind of unnecessarily mean about the whole thing. Um, so yeah, uh, that's kind of your basic setup, though. As you're going to this place, there's weird shit happening. Uh, we go, we got, we got to find out what the weird shit happening is, and we get there, and like surprisingly little is happening, like <laughs> like nothing at all. <laughs> so then all we're left to do is stew into this weird passive aggressive personal drama that the main character has toward her companion's successful YouTube show that she's quitting working on because. You know, it's just like you get to that point where it's just like we've been in this creative relationship and the show's got your name on it and I'm just kind of like the background person. So that's why I'm quitting. I need to go find something and do my own thing. And like the other character is like, OK, yeah, that's cool. And like the, <laughs> the and the main character just seems really offended by it. Like, offended by the fact that she's not, like, I guess completely distraught and broken up by the fact. It's just like, no, I want you to go do your thing. That's cool. You know, I'm I'm bummed that my show has held you back this long and you felt this way. I wish you'd have told me sooner. We could have worked this out. You know, like a reasonable person. Um, <laughs> so eventually we got to a point to where we meet another girl in in the city and she's like, the sort of the 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 girl that everybody's talking about because she's weird uh like yo i got a talking cat and though your cat doesn't fucking talk whoops that's a good thing this this show is this this show that we're doing on the supernatural <laughs> is not going very well um so eventually we kind of like hit the splits where like character with the show and the girl that invited us to the, 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 the village, they go off and they start investigating this shit because it's just like, okay, like, I'm not gonna just sit around here and listen to the main character who is insufferable be angry all the time. I'm gonna go and at least try to make something of this experience instead of listening to a character whine about how much they don't want to be here. And I love that it's at one point that the, the, the character who hosts the show is literally, look, I will buy you a ticket to go home uh, if you don't want to be here and we'll finish, I will finish this myself. And this guy, like, no, I'm going to just stay. No, nope. I'm going to stay and just be a passive aggressive cunt and keep doing it. And, this, and the narration's going to make it seem like it's totally okay. And this is the way I should be behaving. So of course this is a Yuri visual novel, meaning that like, there's going to, there's going to be, it's gonna be. This the, way you said that, the way you said that was just like, uh, <laughs> am I right? Am I right? <laughs> All that angst. <laughs> so, okay. It's a Yuri visual novel in the sense that the girl that has the, the, the show and the girl that invited us here, they kind of end up hitting it off really well and having this really sweet and believable relationship that I liked a lot. 
And I really just enjoyed any time these two characters were on the screen together because their back and forth dynamic is real good as opposed to these other two characters who were supposed to, as opposed to this other character who's supposed to be her best friend. But it's just like, oh no, she just secretly despises you. <laughs> so those two are off doing their own thing. They're starting to uncover mysteries and all that fun stuff. But we're still left in the perspective of the character that I fucking hate. And she ends up uh, in a relationship as well that is uh, boring, um, not as interesting at all. It doesn't feel organic. <laughs> it just feels really slapdash and thrown together to kind of accommodate where they want to go with this story. And I know Rhett's finished this game. So I know that he knows where this story goes and just how, like, how many uh -huh. sharks it jumps to get where it needs to go. I mean, okay, question. Yes. Did you hate the main character so much while you were reading it? Because this kind of felt like a more... You finish the game and look back and go... Like, that's that, uh, That's where I'm going to go. See, like, this okay. is a thing where, like, I thought she was a bitch while I was reading it. I didn't hate her until... Like, this yeah. is a game where when I finished it, I had a few hours to think about it. And then it was like, oh, it all starts washing over you. How badly they handled this. Oh, no. Because, like, it's a Yuri story, it's a love story, and then you get into the supernatural stuff at the end, and it goes absolutely bonkers. And <laughs> which it's, is great. Which is great. Like, that stuff is insane. Um, I, I hated it because most of it is so centered on giving this main character everything she wants. <laughs> and kind of, like, no real recourse for how shitty she's been. Uh, it's just, oh, you get this new relationship just out of nowhere and it's like there's no like you are literally OP without spoiling what happens <laughs> in this game because it's so fucking crazy she is literally OP she is overpowered to the point of craziness and um and while the other you know Yuri Kirito yes yes <laughs> she, man fuck it I'm just gonna spoil it somebody becomes a fairy princess Okay. Hey, somebody, fuck, somebody becomes a fucking fairy princess. That's a good thing. It's and strong. it's real dumb. And I'm just like, you are literally unbeatable. You are a god now. You've literally, like, the narrative <laughs> gives this goddamn character fucking everything. <laughs> and, um, so, uh, needless to say, the only relationship I cared about at the end was Morgan and Tara. They are great. I don't care about Maddie and Ghost Bitch. Okay, I thought that they were boring, okay? Um, another thing that weirded me out about this game is that there are two uh, hentai scenes, right? Okay. Mm -hmm. There's an R18 version of this game that you can patch uh, to download. You, know, you download, you throw it in there, uh -huh. and, and it adds two sex scenes. So you think, okay, this game has two couples. There's going to be one sex scene per couple. No, it's oh. just two sex scenes of the couple that I hate. <laughs> and what really bums me out about this and what really got my noggin jogging, and it made me start th looking at it like, oh, it boy. made me feel a certain way. Because the, one character in the other relationship is a trans character. And mm. their sex is only implied. So mm. it really makes me question <laughs> whether someone did not feel comfortable writing a trans character in a sex scene 
didn't think that that was something worth going into? Is there something weird going on here that I don't know? It made me feel some kind of way mm-hmm. about that. And I just, like, because it doesn't make sense why there's two sex scenes of the same couple when one was enough and they're literally almost the same thing. Mm-hmm. Weird. Yeah, it's, uh, Yeah. It just it just left me feeling some kind of way, and uh, and I just like I will say I will I will recommend this game if you need a Yuri visual novel in your life and you're not expecting it to kind of like nail everything, but I will say mm-hmm. that like Tara and Morgan are great. They steal yes. every fucking scene that they're in. Tara has amazing portraits, like the finger <laughs> guns is amazing every fucking time. It makes me laugh. <laughs> There's um, a spin-off they... focused on Terra. Wait, Did really? You see that? Do what? There's a spin-off. There's pro- it's it's a short one, I imagine, but it's a little prequel spin-off, not visual novel, mm. focused on Terra. Oh. Um, it's posted in the chat. Oh, okay. I'm looking now. I see. I see. Yeah, like, but it's a, yeah, huh. it just kind of weirded me out a little bit that mm. that the game had two H scenes and it was just both for one couple and really made me feel a little sus towards the developers when mm. one of the characters in the other relationship is trans and maybe you got a problem with that and it feels weird. I don't know. Okay, can I say something that sure. the defense I saw of that was that by doing it this way they didn't have to confirm her genitalia. I understand that, but I don't think that there's anything wrong with making that decision if you're writing fiction. Yeah, I get that. I, I, I just, okay. I mean, I don't think that there's anything, like, I mean, if you're using it as a form of escapism, maybe. That's fine. I don't know. I felt some kind of way. Look, I'm going to admit yeah. that maybe Yuri visual novels employ a level of escapism that I can't honestly just buy into, and maybe it's not a genre for me. Mm-hmm. Like, I can fully, like, that's something that I'm probably going to get in a lot of trouble with uh, the next visual novel I plan on <laughs> talking about here uh, right in just a couple of moments right after I get... Yeah, I'm going to get in some trouble. People going to hate me. I played... Uh, so after I finished that, I, I immediately went... Uh, I still had... Uh, uh, like, I had installed these ages ago and just never played them. So I was just checking stuff off the list, you know, getting the backlog cleared out. And it was just like, okay, mm. I've got this hurting. other one installed... Kindred Spirits on the Roof is the doll baby of the Yuri visual novel scene. <laughs> uh, and, look, I'm here for it. Let's check it out. This premise is interesting. It's let's, so cute. Let's, the, the art is so cute. The art is amazing. It's so yep. soft. It's like it's like a soft, flat style that um, really it, it contrasts what you typically see in, like, I think more anime-based um looking visual novels. There's just like a nice flat kind of approach to how the visuals are. Um, that's not really like a, a, a Western influence, but I kind of just like that. I don't know. It gives it a more painterly look in a way, in, in a way to me. I'm not an artist, so I'm not the one you go to for those kinds of specifications. Okay? So it's like me Super Mario Brothers. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. So, Kindred Spirits on the Roof is about a girl who meets two ghost lesbians on the roof of the school. <laughs> and they have a dilemma. They don't know how to fuck. And they need somebody to teach them how. 
And their other problem is, oh, wait, we're ghosts. <laughs> Whoops. Okay, this sounds amazing so far. Look, it's a great premise. I love it. <laughs> so their idea is like, well, there's like the reason they're stuck to the school is because they died with regret loving somebody of the same gender. Right? So mm -hmm. that, that's fine. I understand that. So it's just like, well, if we can't fuck, let's make sure other girls can fuck. So we're going to play Cupid with all the girls we find around the school that might like each other. Uh, we can't do that directly. So person that we just met and we have freaked out a lot right now, you're going to help us do that. And she is the protagonist of a visual novel, so her only choice in this matter is, yes, I'll do that. <laughs> So that's sort of this character's job of going around the school. Uh, like, like, the ghosts go around the school looking for girls who might have a thing for one another, which, in this school, literally everybody. Like, just everybody's gay. <laughs> Is it an all-girls school? Yes. Like, look, <laughs> like, like, I said, like I said, I'm willing to admit that, that maybe, <laughs> maybe there's a level of escapism to Yuri visual novels that I can't always buy into. And I'm willing to admit that that's my fault. <laughs> so, hmm. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, again, you, again, it sounded like you liked this one for a bit. I like this game for a bit. I don't completely hate this game. I don't want that mm. to be the. Wait, I don't are want you saying that... you completely hate the other one? I I don't I don't hate either of their. Which form. one? All right, if you have to shoot one in the head, if I had between Heart in the Woods and Kindred Spirits, just execution style, which one would you shoot? Oh, man, a heart in the woods. Oh, the woods. you didn't finish this one. <laughs> yes, I did. You did? You finished I did. Script? Oh, my God, okay. you polyed it. You polyed it. Yes, I Last polyed we heard look, you look, rage look, quit look. it. I'll explain why I was mad, okay? Oh. Okay, we'll get there. So, okay. I, I feel very betrayed by the answer just how now. You, how much you enjoy a visual, a visual novel like this is going to depend on how much you buy into the relationships, right? A am I wrong mm -hmm. in that? In that, like, they can't just put two girls in a room, make them kiss, and that just be like, well, there's the hook. I love it. Oh, I mean, that's what uh, Sakura Trick did that. And I was, like, totally here for that. <laughs> like I said, it's the... There's a level of escapism that Polly doesn't always jive with, perhaps. Mm. Let's go with that. <laughs> like, okay, everybody's <laughs> fucking down. Okay, fine. It's me. I'm the issue here. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> okay. What, did Mario destroy us? <laughs> Banned from Tumblr for anti-Yuri crimes. I am banned from Tumblr. Okay, 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 okay. First, okay. first couple first we're introduced to. First couple we're introduced to. All right. This girl bumps into a girl. It's like, oh fuck, I love her now. <laughs> okay. She literally just played East and bumped into her and <laughs> immediately in love. And, okay, guess what? That's not enough of a setup for me to fucking like a couple. I'm sorry. Is this the famous one where she goes to the toilet and is like, I'm gay? Uh, no, what? it's just literally bumps into her, has a few words, character goes away. Holy fuck, I'm in love. 
and that's well, not see, the she's only... under the ghost magic spell, obviously. Obviously, right? That's gotta be it. But okay, I like the I like the character who 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 this character likes a lot because it is a character with like a lot of really cool and understandable and relatable issues to a teenager. But I never really got the whole like I never bought this relationship the entire game, <laughs> and it felt real bad that I didn't. Because I know that they really wanted me on board, but I wasn't. <laughs> I don't have that kind of escapism. I'm sorry. Uh, and then there's another two people bump into each other relationship that I was just like, I, I, yeah, it was boring. I didn't like them either. Um, then there's the relationship that pissed me off. That made, <laughs> and it made me and again. Quit. How is this the better game? It made me quit the game for an evening. All right, I know about oh, this one. Tell me, tell me, tell me. So Anything. there's a girl who is in love with one of her teachers. Just, <gasps> just because she's cute and, and that's it. Just says, I'm obsessed with you because you're cute. You're a small and cute, and that is why I like you. I collect cute things. This isn't weird stalker behavior. Uh, Forbidden love. She tells the teacher this, right? And the teacher is very responsible in her response. It's like, look... Even if I felt that way for you, I am your teacher, you are a student, and that is a line that we should not call. We should not cross. I will always be here for you as a friend, but we, we can never cross that barrier. There is a boundary here. Let us set it now. And then right. the game goes on for the next hour to drag <laughs> this teacher for having this opinion at <laughs> all. Like... No, she has to justify why she doesn't want to be in a relationship with somebody who just confessed to her. That's how all of the confessions are handled in this game. It's like, if you don't get an immediate response, well, what the fuck is up with that? The game is just so outraged at it. <laughs> and it's, the, it's, it's, it's primarily through the mouths of these ghost characters, yes, but it still drives me fucking nuts that... Like, yeah, look, the teacher put a boundary down. She's like, and the game is just like, that's absolutely disgusting. How could she do that? Look at her feelings. They're hurt. She's gay. Look what you're doing. Like, God damn. So the game doesn't stop there. It keeps going with this line. And it's just like, well, no, we'll just think of a brilliant plan to get them together. Our brilliant plan will be very smart and no one will ever think it's stupid. Why don't we make it so that every time the teacher sees this girl in this certain room, she always sees her in the correct light. Yeah, lighting. <laughs> I'm not joking. Lighting. Make them make the teacher see the girl in the right lighting conditions. This whole right thing light? sounds extremely superficial where it's all like physical attractiveness and like oh i bumped into you and immediately you're hot basically and that, Brett, that's red that's stupid if and those like other girls it is this, pure and perfect and good no matter what and don't be ridiculous this stupid plan fucking works <laughs> it's so bad oh, oh my manny was a bitch that's the worst game and it's just like the game rewards this shit in the way that it just like slags on this teacher for like being the responsible one here. It drove me up a wall. Like I had an explo I had a meltdown on Twitter about it. 
See, that's where I thought the story ended. No, the story doesn't end there because because see, like there every, was uh, every time, every time, every time, <laughs> every time, Polly's like, "I ain't gonna play this shit game again." Yeah, it does. It gets <laughs> it gets worse, and this character is rewarded for everything. Look, I'm gonna tell you something. I know people are gonna probably call it out if they remember. Look, I look. I romance the teacher in Persona 5. I get it, right? I get Like, oh, I'm being hypocritical now. But look, look, look. The teacher in Kindred Spirits on the Roof, she put up a barrier. She put up a boundary that very specifically said, hey, this is a bad idea. I'm not into this. Let's just chill on it. And then the way I just... It's the way the game fucking drags the teacher for like a fucking hour non-stop about it like this is the most unreasonable thing and the and just the the fact that it gets paid off and this character gets everything they want just mm. <laughs> hey polly yeah you're not convincing me this is a better game. Yeah, I'm not convincing myself, actually. I might have to change. I might have to change Thank that. God. I might have to change that. Okay. I have to change your execution. Your um. So, your zero okay. time dilemma okay. choice. That said, that said, there is okay. there is one couple in this game that I actually think works because there's basis and work to make it work, and they build up to it in a believable way. And it's like there are a trio of characters. Who, who they're best friends and they hang out all the time. And one of them ends up having catching some feelings for Ooh. one of the others. And they explore this idea very well in terms of how they lead up to getting these characters together. And then how, how you deal with that as a group. How does the third person not involved deal with this? How, does, how do they feel about it? How do the characters that are dating feel about maybe making that like third character feel like a third wheel and they handle this whole like why couldn't i just get a game that was three to five hours of these three mm. characters and i would have mm. been happy like if you had just given me that whole storyline without everything else if you just excise that portion the broadcasting club portion of kindred spirits on the roof and put that on a game i'm there because it's, it's believable, it doesn't need any fucking provoking from the outside at all because the feelings are there and believable. Like, it's just... Man. Ugh. How do you fuck <laughs> everything else up so bad? <laughs> That's really funny because I talked to another friend about it and they were like, yeah, there's basically this one set, I think it was the Broadcasting Club, where I liked uh -huh. those sections and then everything else, I was just waiting to get back to them. Yeah, that was me uh, basically during the last... The last three or four hours of the game when things are starting to wrap up and you know where the story's going, like the main character is obviously going to end up pulled into a Yuri relationship somehow. Uh -huh. uh, I mean, because the conceit is that, like, the, the ghosts on the roof, they can't fuck, right? <laughs> they need a way to do this. For one, oh, I've, I've heard of this one. Yeah, one, oh, they don't know, know how, how this resolves. They don't know how to fuck. They don't know the first thing about it, to which I'm just like, why didn't this bitch just show them a porno then? <laughs> Why don't you just bring a porn to school, bring the VCR and the TV up on the roof. You can do this. There's electric outlets. I believe in you. Show them a porno. Be like, look, that's what they do. You put the mouth and the fingers and all that <laughs> the stuff. The tongue goes there. Do all that. Why Instead, didn't... they watch all the Yuri, all the girls talk, right? Why didn't you do that? Dumbass ghosts don't know what Pornhub is. <laughs> 
So okay, okay, okay. The ghosts, okay. the ghosts, hey, the ghosts can't fuck. Good. The ghosts can't fuck, so they got They gotta possess people and fuck. <laughs> <laughs> and I thought that that's a fun uh-huh. idea. I like that. I'm in. I'm here for it. Okay, that's fine. Let's go with it. It's stupid, but it's stupid in a way that I can get behind. And it's consensual, right? They ask. It's consensual. Can we they you so ask. They ask, but they Wait. aren't very kind about it for a while. Uh oh. Like the 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 very uh the the the, out, the more outspoken of the two ghosts is very like you know what you should just like let me possess you and fuck somebody come on come on like look okay. like uh, and the the girl's like I'm not even dating the other girl yet yeah so what <laughs> like good God calm down okay Polly now you are convinced me this is the better game. <laughs> Because this is look, such a weird look, premise, look, I'm kind of into it. Look, like, it's, it is a real... <laughs> you know what? I'm keeping my vote. I'm keeping my vote. I okay. Think, I think ghost fucking. Uh, I think the, the ghost fucking in Kindred Spirits is way better. <laughs> <laughs> I feel real conflicted about these games. I'm a little more conflicted than I thought I would be when I started talking about them. <laughs> maybe I didn't. Ma- maybe I didn't make anybody mad. <laughs> maybe everybody else is just as confused as me. There you are. Like I said, I talked to a friend, and they were like, "Well, I really yeah, like the, the, broad- the broadcasting club. club is the best part of that game." Mm-hmm. And because of the way the calendar works, you can like, like you know who's in every scene because it shows you who it is. So what you do is when there's a scene that you don't want to watch. Such as, like, like a fucking teacher, like a fucking student trying to, you know, manipulate a teacher into a sexual relationship she specifically said she doesn't want to be in. Um, you want to skip those, turn on, uh, skip on red text, and hold down control until the end of the scene. Because I didn't watch a single goddamn scene of those two. I feel like this is disingenuous, though. You didn't get through the whole game, you skipped them. Shut up. Brett, I only ended up skipping maybe two hours of content. Oh, out of like 30. <laughs> out, of like, out of a 20-hour game. God. Out of a 20-hour game, I skipped like two hours. You were, you were hesitant to talk about this with me for a bit because you saw that I had like 50 hours Yeah, like Steam. John's got 50 hours and I'm just like, well, oh, okay. I and I was like, no, no, Polly, Okay, wait, that very much wasn't that me. wasn't me that played this okay, game that'll make sense now explains a lot yep i'm a little i'm a little prejudiced against this one for some reason yeah we just need to get a super cut of all of the broadcasting club and then we'll just put that on youtube and all and all the ghost fucking and all the ghost fucking just with no context whatsoever yeah. Would like, be no context would be better. It sounds like <laughs> maybe, maybe. Like I thought that the, the main, I thought that the relationship the main character ended up in was a little sus as well. Oh my god, it felt a little weird to me. I wasn't You're, feeling. We're it. betting like one out of four or we're something now. One out of like how many relationships are in this game? Is it six or seven? Oh my god, it's way worse than I thought. It's like oh one, yeah, it's a big like, game, right? I like one out of one out of five or six. It is, I think. Somebody can and help me. I know, uh, I know, I know that listening. Okay, play this. So, Polly, I'm going to do some math for you. All right, do the math. Liking one out of six is way worse than liking one out of two. <laughs> you see, not all visual novels are created equal. <laughs> <laughs> 
in Heart of the Woods, you have a fifty percent chance of liking that couple. <laughs> I've got a fifty percent chance. Oh, and I, wish, Rumble. I wish I knew that whole. Promo I'm liking that heart. Fury couple. <laughs> Which means I got a hundred and fifty percent chance of liking Heart of the Woods more. <laughs> Good experience. <laughs> But Kindred Spirits has a kid trying to fuck a teacher, and that's not normal. <laughs> <laughs> and then they let her do it, and that's even less normal. These ghosts possess those girls. They're genetic freaks They're now. They're genetic freaks. <laughs> genetic freak is such a good term. Polly, it seems to me like you have to play the Terra spinoff episode. <laughs> In order to really feel like you have a good sense of Heart of the Woods, though, right? Oh, you think so? It looks like a very different thing, very different art style, very chibi. I will probably look into it. I'm not So she rules, so. I'm not. I like Tara. I think she's great. She will exist in my mind as just, like, that cool character that's got a real shitty friend. And she's way too nice. To, oh, no, to, Maddie. Okay, the Matt, Maddie is the other one. Yeah, That's Maddie the, is the shit. The other one is, yeah. Broadcasting clubs, sports moms. Yeah, they're not good. Uh, Punk's not dead. That's not good either. <laughs> Hot for teacher is terrible. Mom what and daughter. The... Yep, yeah, that's real what? bad. Mom and daughter? <laughs> uh, mom and daughter leads the ghost lesbians. <laughs> what? It's Look, man, that game that, is wait, weird. That game wait, is weird. you're saying Hot for the teacher is not the worst one? <laughs> well, Hartford's teacher, I don't know. Like, the, the, the mom and daughter one is, like, not, li- it's not literally mom and daughter. Yeah, elaborate. Oh, okay. It's not literally mom and daughter. It's, it's, is it it's like the, ada, ada, the main character, the main character of this game is supposed to be a high school student, but she is written like a 25-year-old. <laughs> Like yeah, at no point did I, I ever like I kept, like I kept spacing out and thinking that my character was a teacher, because of the way that she is always kind of like in control of every situation and the way she sort of acts toward everybody, like she feels like a person that is in authority and not like an actual student. <sighs> but yeah, she has sort of like a mom daughter slash big sister little sister. Um thing and yeah that's kind of where ghost fucking gets involved eventually <sighs> the ghost I, I fucking feel... is real good though uh the ghost fucking's okay i'm okay with the ghost fucking okay okay can i say a few things about heart of the woods now? go for it go for it so i read this game and i thought it was okay uh-huh. uh oh you talked about it didn't you i don't even remember if i talked about it because i was okay. playing trails first at the same time and i realized gotcha. bad timing to play two kind of text heavy games Mm-hmm. I kind of thought they were just going for a very fairy tale vibe, so I didn't mind the whole thing kind of wrapping up a bit too nicely and cleanly. And it was super cute. And I think the problem with it is that it was so super saccharine, super cute, that I couldn't get into the porn at all. Yeah. <laughs> because, well, that, like Polly said, the, I just did not like. It's for the worst couple. And it's for the worst couple. I just did not like them at all, really. Yeah. 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 Tara and Morgan were great. But ultimately, it came away from that game feeling positive. Yeah, like, look, I will, Where, I will recommend, game? I will recommend yeah. Heart in the Woods. I will say, yeah, okay. like, go for it. Like, it's, it's fine. Like I said, 
Yuri novels, I've come, I'm coming to realize, might employ a level of escapism that Polly mm-hmm. just doesn't jive with. I'm, I'm willing I, to take that as being on me. I'm not going to say mm-hmm. it's bad. Yeah. Um, Whereas, from from the outside, listening to all this, Kent Hart, yeah, Kindred Spirits on the Roof sounds extremely problematic in like almost every couple. <laughs> But then Ghost fucking sounds real hot. Like, there's... <laughs> I will probably like this one as well for the complete opposite reason. Right, right, Whereas in right. in Heart of the Woods, I liked the story and didn't like the porn. Like, this there one, I'm are gonna... <laughs> individual characters and moments in Kindred Spirits on the Roof that I really liked outside of the broadcasting club. Like, like I said, like, from the East Bump relationship, we just call it that because that's literally what it is. Right. I really enjoyed the object of affection character a lot. Mm-hmm. Like, she was very relatable. Object? Um, <laughs> she's an object of course um but yeah like the broadcasting club steals that fucking story um and, and, and as for kindred spirits on the roof I think like I feel bad calling it out I guess to a certain degree but to some, but another degree like where like I absolutely can't budge is like that that, that fucking weird boundary moment with the teacher mm-hmm. kind of being slagged for an hour and a half and then it that character still being forced by the narrative to acquiesce to this like sexual situation that just ultimately uh-huh. never never had a fucking moment of feeling behind it whatsoever. Holly, you can't have like bad boundaries or unhealthy sexual relationships between girls. That doesn't make any sense. <laughs> and like it's I said... completely pure and, and like nice that. and perfect <laughs> and the only true love! Oh god, the purest... Yeah. You know what? At least... Like, like even though, like, 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 Kindred Spirits on the Roof flirted with it at the beginning just for, like, a few lines, at least both games didn't go for that whole bullshit, purest form of love bullshit you see... Um, yeah, they do all relation. fuck. That's nice, at least. Yeah, like, they bone, and it's cool, and it's okay. Like, it's not <laughs> a big deal. It's not a big... Like, like I believe that, like, Kindred Spirits on the Roof does value its chastity in a lot of ways. Uh, that mm-hmm. does come off as real weird, because, you know, the girls are fucking for the first time. Mm-hmm. Um, but, um, like, it's very matter-of-fact in... Uh, Heart of the Woods. That, oh no, these characters have fucked before. It's fine. It's no big deal. <laughs> this is a thing people do. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm sorry for screaming. So, so okay, okay. <laughs> to to sum up our our Yuri visual novel corner, which I've derailed this podcast on for about an hour now. No, it's it's been less than an hour. Um, I think the Heart of the Woods is totally fine. Like. Like, if you want more Yuri VNs in your life, this is a very well-written one. I think that, like, like the prose is really good. I think that the Tara and Morgan stuff, like, I really was into that. It goes to super crazy highs by the end that are ridiculous, and it's got this fairy tale twist that didn't really set right with me, but I'm not always that into super saccharine sweet endings and shit. Mm-hmm. You mm-hmm. might like that. You might like that. I would say go ahead and give that one a go. Uh, hard, uh, um, Kindred Spirits on the Roof. I would probably say go ahead and play that too if you want it. Like, if you are not, if you don't have the same level of being jaded, uh, and, and being a miserable old fuck that I do, <laughs> who can't uh, appreciate escapism in, in, in a way that I feel that this game approaches it, fine. Um, you know, like, you, you will probably have yourself a good time. Um, mm. But yeah, somebody go do a supercut of just all of 
all of the scenes from the broadcasting club, and that would be like, like if if you're not into that whole bit of escapism, yeah, somebody go do do make that video and then go watch that. This is fluffy low drama, right? That's the idea. Exactly. That's some. That's that's sort of my obstacle with it. Like any kind of, like that. That's a big thing. Is like the fluffy low drama. Yeah, yeah. Like, the, like, like, I think that that's sort of where I don't jive with a lot of Yuri mm-hmm. in that it's just really fluffy. There's not a lot of, uh, there's not a lot of conflict in terms mm-hmm. of just like I don't know. It it doesn't feel substantive to me, and I'm not trying to say that in a mean way. I'm just saying that it lacks substance in that it is fluff. It is cotton candy. It's not full of calories. It's not going to be yeah. your you know, it's not going to give you a visual novel experience in the way that something like oh, Stein's yeah. Gate is going to give you, or something like that. That's got more of yeah. a substantial story to it. Um, if you like little cute love stories and you want that, that's great. Enjoy to your heart's content. I'm not going to stand in your way. Like I said, it just employs a level of escapism that doesn't work for me. Uh, but mm. I can, but I can recognize quality work where it is, and I think that both of the visual novels that I read are just really fucking high quality. Yeah, I think that's the. I think that putting that nail on the head is sort of the, is sort of what helps me because I've struggled getting into a lot of this genre of stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, is like I, I think everybody needs like kind of low intensity entertainment. Absolutely, oh. and that's absolutely important. Obviously, so like. Sometimes that can be just like fluffy, loves like light on drama and conflict. Whether going into story, just nice love stories. I think a lot of people get that with fan fiction. Mm-hmm. Um, and like I have my like fl- my just <laughs> vegging my my low intensity entertainment like that. Whether it's like w- watching YouTube videos or rewatching sitcoms or something. Or, or I think or writing for fanfics. Or writing for fanfics. I think it is, um, there's no four in my fanfic. Um, so I, I think that's t- totally fine. It's just that is not, I have not jived with that kind of, with that kind of fluff serving that need in my life yet. Yes. So I kind of want to because I want to enjoy everything. <laughs> I want to ha- be able to enjoy everything. Yeah. But it hasn't happened yet where I've jived with something like Kindred Spirits. Mm. And it probably won't be Kindred Spirits because I hate that game. <laughs> <laughs> evil obviously maybe someday I'll, I'll be the one that talking makes, about it i'll be the one i'll be the one that i'll be the one that makes the supercut oh. <laughs> that we need oh. of the broadcast make the yuri club. visual novel that you want to read in your life that's what needs to happen see i had such yeah. a violent yeah, reaction <laughs> I, exactly i like i had a violent no, reaction the pornographic one now yeah now, oh, I need, okay. now i need to make the actual porn now i need to actually have that moment of like yeah like we had with we know the devil where her, her lullaby was like a violent response to that. <laughs> now I need to have my violent response to Yuri, the violent. Yuri not being what I want. <laughs> I would love to play that, Polly. <laughs> I would love to help work on it. Hey, you told you told me that. You said you were interested in maybe writing. Like we talked, we were like talking over each other you said i'm interested in writing romance now that i've I finished afterwards and i said i'm interested in like writing really awful horror <laughs> <laughs> just like bone chilling miserable stuff me and Rhett are writing the next yuri epic everybody stay tuned i am so hyped absolutely <laughs> yeah <laughs> did you enjoy it Define <laughs> enjoy are you asking if i masturbated to it yeah um no comment
No cut. Fine. I'll ask him DM later. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> Look, I'm just saying, there's a couple scenes. They're probably alright. You can say yes if that's the answer. I'm basically saying yes. By me saying. Okay. By me saying. I'm not going to answer that. Anybody oh, who says that, right. it's a, basically a confirmation. Because Heart of the Woods, I was like. I was left no. so just like, yeah, that's a thing that's happening right now. It's such a weird shift just <laughs> with how sweet that game is. And then like, oh, I'm spreading open her legs and licking her glit. I'm like, whoa, like, whoa, whoa. The okay. way, the way the other girl, like, I love the way she reacts to it, though. She's like, like, the the protagonist girl is like, Wow, she's being awful forceful right now. And the, <laughs> the ghost girl is very sensibly, look, it's been 200 years. <laughs> Finger fucking myself is not enough anymore. Oh my god, I forgot about that line, though. <laughs> I literally right? had to stop and laugh because it was so good. Like, that's the only good thing about that line. That whole, the, any of the sex in that game, that was the best part. All that I just wasn't. I was just muted while getting my grapes. <laughs> it was that like that was just a real good moment of like a ghost. It yeah. makes sense that she's been dead for over two hundred years. Yeah. Okay. Maybe like if ghosts get it. If ghosts can fuck themselves, you know, may, maybe it does get boring after two hundred years, and it's just like okay, somebody here who can do something about it. Yeah. Okay. Get in there. Get in there. That like. The kindred spirit girls needed to meet this girl. <laughs> That's oh probably... <laughs> because is... she is a ghost and she can fuck. The most ambitious crossover of all time. There you go. That's like a fanfic Kindred spirits in the woods. It's right there. It's right there. All the fanfic writers in the world. Like, there's a freebie. <laughs> Red didn't ask me if I jacked it to the VNs I read. I'm not rejected. sure we want to know. Oh boy! Given a, given a couple of the ones I know you've read, I mean, I would think "Boyfriend to Death" is like absolutely like multiple times. Yes. Oh yeah, like that's like literally rubbed raw. <laughs> like there are skin flaking off. <laughs> there is skin flaking off because it's a good way to simulate what's happening on the screen as well. Oh, God. Yeah, how many faps per fate visual novel? No comment. <laughs> Man, I had a weird moment the other day where I saw Yuri of Mashu and the protagonist from Grand Order. Uh-huh. And my initial thought was, hey, you shouldn't fuck your servant. That's messed up. And then I realized, like, oh, wait, wait the original oh, fate. Like, that's that's literally the whole thing, that's huh? That's literally the whole thing. Like, it's, it's weird when the porn is actually canon. Yeah, like, look, man, everybody wants a Stolfo as a servant, and we know why. <laughs> I don't know why. I, told, I liked when he told me that I ruined um, all the Jean fan art for you. Yeah, you've seen the show. Yeah. It went from neutral to disgust. <laughs> it, it, and more of a disgust in, like... I don't know why people keep fucking drawing her. Like, all these hot girls are cosplaying as her, but she is herself is an ugly character. Yeah. Like, inside. Like, she's just awful. I can't fuck her just because she's real evil and wants to kill children. 
Well, not the story doesn't think she's evil, is the important thing. Yeah. Perfect. <laughs> That's right. I kill children. It's like, oh. God, Edgelord much? And then they even fuck up Evil Jean. Yep. Yeah, they fuck that up. Because they give her an I am the shadow, the true self. I am all of her angst at being murdered unjustly. Uh-huh. But it turns out, it's not really her. It was it was her boyfriend that got mad. It was the manifestation of her boyfriend's anger. She didn't have any anger or angst about being murdered. That's... She was perfectly fine with it. Because she's so... It's like it ruins both characters in one fell swoop. That's just like, man. That's just like, wow. They were really channeling Nasu with this, weren't they? Or did Nasu write that? No, this was all Higashide, who was incredibly incompetent. Oh, that sounds incredibly incompetent. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah if I, if I was murdered, um, I would probably have, you know, this little bit of anger about that. Yeah, be okay. Makes sense. We yeah. could explore that nuance. Yeah, in your there's nuance. Like, hey, if I'm dead, and I know that why I'm dead. Look, there's a game called Ghost Trick. I don't know if anybody's played that. It's kind <laughs> of a fucking masterpiece. Uh-huh. That's how you handle a character dying and being aware that they're dead. Thank you. Why did... I mean, it doesn't relate to fate at all. But, hey, I will take any opportunity I can to plug a great game like Ghost like Trick. Yeah. That, was in the, that was my number two in the same year that Boy BTD was number three. <laughs> right! It was! <laughs> I'll return. It all comes full circle. It all, it all returns to nothing. Fate fanfic handled it well. But, you know, it's fine. Is somebody it's not fine. wearing their headphones? Am I? Hmm. I'm getting a weird echo occasionally. It's not me. It's not me. But, Must. I guess, we'll, we'll just let Rhett deal with it. Because I don't see anybody else complaining about it, and I don't hear it myself. Okay. Yep. It's just all your... It's, once again, all your fault, Rhett. So, so we're going to pass the mic... To John Thayer, come on and do anything you like. Okay. So I had a big trip to Canada um, last weekend. That's why we skipped the. Um, that's why we skipped the podcast. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. And I was and I was very tired when I got back. So like all this week, this is like the ultimate admission of defeat. I think <laughs> I just watched like two seasons of The Office. <laughs> wow, that is literally giving up. It's just giving up. I never watched it back wow. then, but my brothers kept talking about it. Like he, they make references to it all the time, and it's just like I don't understand. Fine, and I watched a bunch of that this week. And I how really... like you get those references? I get those references. Like they constantly would say, "You ignorant slut," and that's from the office. <laughs> oh, great! That's a good it's thing. A great to... joke. It's a super great joke. Um, I don't really care about it. Talking about that very much. Um, okay. I think it's funny. We all need some light entertainment. Yeah, I, think I, was, I just wanted to give that picture, talk to talk back to the go back to the light entertainment thing. Is just watch binging two seasons of a sitcom over think, the course of a week. I think we've seen like almost every version of John Thayer giving up in terms <laughs> in terms of the, of the media he consumes. I guess like we had the Castlevania binge, which was. That was for one type of uh, one of trauma. Yeah. Uh-huh. Then we have the fate trauma, and now we have the office. Oh. You know that that moment of near suicidal binging. Uh, okay, don't worry, Polly. There's one we're still missing. Oh, 
It's when he gets back into Fate Grand Order and drops like fifteen thousand dollars in it. Oh my god! Like, if John Thayer gets so <laughs> into a gacha, if anybody on this podcast gets into a gacha so much that that becomes a thing, they're not on this podcast anymore. <laughs> Could you imagine those conversations and like somebody trying to justify that? I. Okay, look, I'm not going to call anybody out by name. I know, I know. I'm not going to say anybody's name. I will just say that there are a lot of people that I follow who play gotcha games, and I don't get it at all. Um, like, I don't get it, and that's really all I can say about it without being mean. Yeah. It's just like, because I see the stories. But right. I've been, yeah, I've been looking up the stories, the real whales of dropping, like, yeah, five like, digits on it. Yeah, we're like, talking people that are doing, like, like literally blowing as much as you would on a new used car or something. Oh, significantly I thought you were talking about the stories for the games for a second, which nobody ever talks nobody about. Nobody ever talks <laughs> about the stories for these games. Ugh. Fake ghost story is so bad. Ugh. <laughs> Uh, I, I saw a YouTube video. This guy has spent seventy thousand dollars on Fate Grand Order. I'm like, okay. That's... See the thing. With, you know what's the depressing with... about that? Fate Grand Order doesn't even have porn. <laughs> Think about that. It, it's the reason the people porn. pick up the reason people pick up Fate to play it in the first place is because you get to fuck Rin Tosaka, <laughs> right? I'm not oh, wrong here. Oh, I, I can't it. You like the toe sucker. No, Rick, huh. that's that is you. That is you and John Thayer slobbering over Fire Emblem Chick's feet being posted <laughs> on Twitter the other day. We have proof of this, and I will go screenshot it if I have to. That was ironic slobbering. Thank you very much. I was poking fun at Fire Emblem. <laughs> yeah. Very clearly. Rhett's like being yeah, intentional yeah, feet. Yeah, we're 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 poking fun yeah we're poking fun sounded re you're really assuring me there red <laughs> the thing with gotcha is like uh, most of them it's like i listen to grand blue music and it's so good and i hear see grand blue art and it's so good mm -hmm. and then i'll see art see, i just other... download the art online yeah yeah and you can listen to the mu i've been listening to the music yeah and it's great yeah. and then fake oh the art's ugly and then <laughs> <laughs> I have a feeling that people say Grand Blue Story. I have a couple people I trust that say the Grand Blue Story gets a little good mm -hmm. later on. Mm -hmm. um, I think it's probably like, like probably Final Fantasy fourteen. Probably most like long running web comics where you just like get into it and it's bad and it's very bad. Uh... It. But then you get kind of invested in it because you just sunk so much time into it. Yeah, like it and just becomes it... like a sunk cost fallacy issue here. And it does get better as it goes along. So you kind of experience that arc of improvement and it feels like hyper magnified. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So I, I don't feel Final Fantasy fourteen deserves to be in this conversation. People are way too high yeah, on that story. Final Fantasy fourteen has done way too much to earn its stripes for me to bag on it at all. Yeah. Okay, I'm suspicious, but okay. If I get into <laughs> it's, it's it's with that expectation that it's going to be like, okay, I'm just sort of going to live in this bad thing for a bit, and but <laughs> if I keep stay, if I stay invested, like Homesucker and whatnot, I'll just like. By the end of it, I'll just like think it's the best thing ever. <laughs> that's really all. That's really the key is if you can just hook John. It doesn't have to be good. You just gotta be able to hook him enough, and it's like boom, 
you were in his classics library. Yeah. That was my that was my arc with Ruby too, where I was just like, this never actually got good, but it kept getting better. Mm-hmm. So it felt like it was good. <laughs> because it wasn't getting worse. Right. But it started out so bad. <laughs> the only like, way you can go uh... is up. Oh, I can I can foresee having that kind of arc in Ground Blue and it being nice, but not until after. So the next form of John giving up is actually playing Final Fantasy fourteen for like six yeah, months. Definitely. That's it. Is that what happened? <laughs> Never mind. Um. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, Colin. It doesn't get worse. Everyone says it gets worse, and it didn't. <laughs> Volume four and five are like actual television. Versus whatever the fuck one and two were, <laughs> Ruby gets better as it goes along, and the people who say otherwise are weird and wrong. And I that includes two, a bunch I of people who did like two the most. Yeah, that's so dumb. Two sucks. Volume two sucks. It's so bad. Look, man. All I'm saying, if you put porn in gacha games, dude, you are making some fucking. Banging ass money. They didn't money. have to. Fate made a billion without porn. I the, know, the, but look what, with... what could they do? Dude, put one fucking Rin naked in there. One. <laughs> hey, one. if you want naked pictures of Rin, there's other ways to do it. <laughs> but, but it's been proven that you can make people with phone games pay for this stuff. So, put one naked, one naked <laughs> picture of Rin in this big old pile and make people go fishing for that. That's all you gotta do. <laughs> I just don't get it because, like, I see naked pictures of them fake girls all day on my Twitter. I do too, <laughs> which is why it's fine. It'll never affect me. But I'm just saying, look, I don't know if you know this, but I'm a big business brain. <laughs> We've established this as new canon at the start of the episode, but I don't know if you've been keeping up or not. Uh-huh. Oh, yeah, you have a business degree. Yeah, I, have a bi- I, have, I could get a business degree if I wanted one. So, there you go. Naked Wren, that's your, that's your key to happiness. I've got a Reese's peanut butter big cup right here. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty happy about it. I have a Zojirushi thermos. I keep water in it, and it stays very cold. Excellent. That's not as good as a Reese's big cup. But, you know, no, it's cool. probably not. I bet you all wish you had Reese's big cups right in front of you. you know, yeah, I'm a, I'm a little jealous right now. Yeah. Not as good as a moon pie, of course, but you can't get those either. So. Oh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I haven't even talked about anything. I know it's weird. <laughs> well, you want you watch The Office, and then, I watched some shit ton of The and, Office, and then didn't finish it. your game. And didn't um, finish I didn't finish day. my game. I'll talk about that in a bit. We can all talk about our creative enterprises after Red. Um, talk Red talked about his, but the um the other big thing I don't think I talked about this in the last one. I beat um E's Oath and Felgana. Oh, hey, that's a good game. Yeah, it's a real good game, huh? I really like that game a lot. <laughs> I, I just like said it, and I was like, "Yep." <laughs> yeah, it's yep. like, what is there to say? On like, this what one, do you honestly? say about that? Like, it's literally. Like, I'm not gonna say it's perfect because there are a few bosses in that game that drop me up the fucking wall. I don't think any. They're 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 definitely smarter than the ones in. Or, oh yeah, then, yeah. I think yeah. they got they got noticeably better with the boss designs. They feel smarter, yeah. fairer. That, that, and that continued with Origin. Like, there's a lot of stupidly good boss design in Origin. I just don't like the tower concept at all. Yeah, I get that. Yeah. Um, I just, I, like, I think... if I want to play that, like, if I want to watch that, like, I'll just be like, I'll just force After 5 to play it on Expert again. 
<clears throat> and then I'll enjoy those boss fights and his anguish. Perfect. Alright, I think I think Oath of Felgana is perfecter than Napishtim. I think mm. I either like it I, I think I either like Napishtim a little bit more or like them both about the same. See, I think that there are some smart evolutions of the formula that don't make it unrecognizable and, and they don't bloat it. Uh, in a way that you think a sequel would. Uh, so that's kind of why I prefer Oath and Felgana over Napishtim, is that it advances it just enough that it doesn't make it bigger, it doesn't blow it out into, you know, just this unrecognizable thing anymore. It's still about that same thing, but it's just a little bigger in all the right ways. I think it's the same length. I, I, think, I think it, it might about, be. But it feels longer. It feels like... Not, not in a bad way. It feels a little bit more complete and epic in some ways. Yeah, yeah. I think it's because it has a really good final dungeon in a way oh, that... Oh, God, it's so Nap good, yeah. kind of wibbled on. Yeah, yeah. And, um, and Valestine Castle is amazing. Valestine Castle is amazing, and then the one after... It's got two killer really dungeons. Really great dungeons game. in a row. Just super awesome music. Yep. And then some good, good ass bosses. Good ass bosses. A nice little story. That Crunchy enemy design to where it's just like they're fast, but they take enough hits to where it feels like they're challenging enough. And yeah, differentiated. Yeah. Um, the last dungeon has one checkpoint at the very beginning yep. and one checkpoint at the very end. <laughs> That's real good too. It makes me real happy. Real happy. You've really got to you like unless you are super good, you're gonna inch your way through that shit and pop on that <laughs> healing ring every now and again. Yep, took like hour, two hours. <laughs> no, it took like two hours. I it was a good time. I didn't find that healing ring till way late in the game. And boy, oh boy, when I did, it got a lot of use in that final dungeon. <laughs> <laughs> so, that's a good time. Um, I think the world in Apishtim feels fuller just because Fogana has yeah. such a t constricted overworld. It is like two screens between yeah. all five of the big levels yeah. you are going from to one from level one level to the next and the next and the next yeah, like even, even east one's world map is bigger yeah so i think that is i think that's probably the big point of comparison where it falls flatter is because it's world feels a little less fleshed out mm -hmm. um and i think i vibed with i think overall i just vibed with napish tim's story setting characters a little bit more mm -hmm. Um, I like the island in, in Napishtim a lot. Um, yeah, it, 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 like they tell a really good localized story there. And I, I, I'm a really big fan of that when stories aren't necessarily, oh, it's the entire end of the entire world, but more of just like a localized phenomena where it's just like, that's sort of what I like about um, the last story is that even though I never finished that game, I like that it's a very localized story telling just like what's happening in this little part of this bigger world. Very much, you know, but, the, yeah. you know, you look at games like the Trail series, obviously, yeah. do the same thing. Mm -hmm. So that that's my that was my arc with Felgana is like, OK, this feels like a kind of tighter, better video game in a lot of ways. Um, <laughs> Napish Tim, like kind of it invented all that. Though. Right. It, it sort of yeah. completely started everything anew. Um, so in that sense, it kind of feels a little bit more vibrant little more important i guess yeah well it's very um, important because it modernized east in a way yeah. that it had never been modernized yeah it made it it we, we pointed out like looking over their whole backlog of games like arc of napishtim is kind of like where modern falcom begins yeah like, yeah. like it's, Trail, first trails came out right after that like yep. um reign of kondo 
Man, it's kind of crazy how much Falcom comes up on this podcast now, isn't it? Yeah, it's like they make the best case. I wonder if it's going to come up again next time. Yeah, huh. Put on your polythinks there. We might, uh, might, (laughs) maybe. There might be be something uh, to to keep an eye on about that after five. You never know. That Falcom cast uh, (laughs) probably happened. Falcom cast? Falcom cast. Falcom cast. Yeah, so, it's not that I think really one is better than the other, it's that I think they complement each other perfectly. Because Ark has that very vibrant, this is a new thing, Mm -hmm. that kind of good energy in the setting, and then Oath is, we made a really solid video game. Yeah, yeah. With this formula. And now the two of them together kind of add up to something just extraordinary. Even greater than the sum of their parts. I think. Yeah, yeah, I love I, them both. I agree with you. Um, I'm excited for Origin. I might. I'm also really excited for Seven. I'm really excited for more Ease. I'm really excited for more Falcom. <laughs> they make good games. They y'all. really do. They really do. You know, like uh, hey, going into you know more like East Origin. I think that you will probably you will probably jive with that game more than I did. Um, mm-hmm. I like. I told you I really liked um, the big dungeon and ease eight mm-hmm. uh and a couple other games that make me think like okay this this is a good formula for this me. is a thing that you can do you can base an entire game around it it'd be fine and, and it'd be good for old john um i played the first three hours of alliance alive and i kind of fell off it that's the um, uh saga like isn't it isn't it it's, the, it's by the people that made legend of legacy but yeah it was this one was more was kind of nicer received <laughs> i have legend of legacy i don't fucking know why but I have it. It looks nice. The music's good. Yeah, uh, it's kind of that boy. That's just a real fucking. That's a real fucking pattern with those games, isn't it? Yeah, it looks a, well, good. It's a, sounds it's a, good. It's a Hamazu joint. He's the Final Fantasy thirteen, um, Saga Frontier two. Mm-hmm. So he's not like the Saga composer, no. but he's like he's like one of the he's like the lower tier Square composer that you still hear everywhere. And I think Alliance Live soundtrack was like, okay, yeah, I like him. I like this guy. I like I like the cut of his jib. It's less like <laughs> overtly video gamey, yeah. um, more atmosphere, which it, it, which I struggle with sometimes. But right, like right. Um, Alliance Alive seems great, um, and again, it was a lot better received, like ten critic points higher than Legend of Legacy. Hmm. So it seems like they learned some lessons there. I just think I started that when I wasn't in the right headspace for yeah, it. Yeah, I need to return to it yeah. much later. At a later date, like it's something you know it's going to jive with you the moment you go back to it. But yeah. right now, maybe just not the time. And I like I like Jetstorm's take that uh, East Origin is the most RPG maker. Uh, that's an East excellent game. take. Like that's yeah, like that's definitely like that's not a bad way either. We love RPG yeah. maker here. I said that about Trails Third. Yeah, you will find <laughs> out about us liking RPG maker style here in a bit. Mm-hmm. Um, the Alliance Alive. The big thing is that they have like the end of like this first or second chapter is just like sudden stake setting in a very cool smart way where they balance it where it's not like where they don't set any stakes and it doesn't feel meaty but it's not like Xenogears and then the whole village gets destroyed (laughs) oh isn't this intense it's just like they do something that just like hits you really hard in the heart but not in a way that feels Manipulative because it's not so over the top that it feels yeah, bad. Yeah, and, and they they incorporate a traditional romantic saga mechanic into a story beat. They teach it to you in a story beat, 
when they introduce it. And it's just like, this is that thing from Saga, but it's never used for anything cool there. <laughs> this is so cool. We finally figured out a way to make this fucking work. Yeah. It, the, it's really funny. The battle system is just romancing Saga. But that's weird that you could give a mechanic. You can actually make a mechanic feel good if you just give it context in the narrative. Yeah, right. That, that's what we kind of said last time. Was like saga is sort of just mechanics divorced of context. Divorced of context. Whereas it sounds like they took a mechanic, gave it context, and suddenly, ah, this actually is kind of nice. This is nice. Yes. Um. So. It seems it seems like a good thing. I, I hope to return to it when I'm in a right, better headspace. Right, right, And that's all the art I've been consuming. That is all of the John consumption. Um, we can talk at the end, kind of where we're at with our various. I, I, I mean, I, I'm releasing a shmup this week, probably. <laughs> yeah, you probably got more going on than I do right now. Like, I'm not uh, actively doing an, 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 a creative oh, at the moment. Okay, yeah, I got kind of mixed up there. I got I, your I, help on something, but that's going to be very uh, useful when I continue. Yeah, when you're ready for it. Yeah. Um, I'm staring at a do list. It has, like, 40 things on it, and I've checked off, like, 35. <laughs> it's almost and there. It's almost there. almost there. It's so hard. I hate polishing games. Making them all feel, getting everything just right. That was the weirdest part of doing Poly Dungeon is polishing a game that is all text. Shit post. <laughs> it was it's a it's a game full of shit posts, and I had to <laughs> polish that. And it was like it was so weird because that literally it was the most unfun polish route of just like read every text box. <laughs> there are a. Th- Thousand five hundred of these things. <sighs> I don't want to read them. <laughs> I know I got beta testers to do this, but I don't trust them. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I trusted yeah, I all of my beta screenshots. There, I probably tested all. I, I I love all of my beta testers. Um, I I I, I whined about this earlier today with some friends. Where I was like, you know, people talk about, like, polish and how, oh, you don't need to enjoy polished video games. You can, It's good to enjoy, like, rough, per- messy, They never games. fucking mean it. They never mean it. And also, there's no distinction. It's like, fucking posturing is all it is. You sound like a goddamn indie nerd when you say it, but you don't fucking mean it. I see it. I've seen it so. I've seen that shit on my timeline so much, and it's like, just like motherfucker. I bet you're. The, I bet you're the kind of motherfucker that would play her lullaby and be pissed that we used a default text box. <laughs> you would. I mean, there's definitely very different levels of polishing where, like, you yeah. know, presentation and stuff, or then there's just like broken shit where, oh, if you click to stage two, it actually brings you to stage three. Like, yeah. like that's a big whoopsie doodle, and it yeah. needs to be it fixed. Fix that. Well, it's just like there are games that are meant to convey a complete experience and then jam games, sketch games that are meant to convey a a concept quickly. And that sometimes that is what you need to do. Sometimes you don't need to make the big finished thing. You just want to get this idea out. And I respect and love that. I play a lot of those on itch. Yeah. I I think all three of us put a lot of polish into our games. I I like... I don't think any of us are releasing games with, like, well, there's still these other things I could do that would make it better. Nah. But, eh. Well, I mean, except the inventory system that we we, we could have put into her lullaby and shit like that. Yeah. <laughs> and and the dating mechanics, the of course. System. 
Obviously, we need an original background art, and we need to hire artists and pay them a thousand dollars for it. Yep. Need you a few got more knife. Ending. Knife went into your inventory. <laughs> would you like to equip knife? Would you like to you know, like literally like what would you do with our story that needs a fucking inventory? You dumb motherfucker. Because you didn't read the goddamn story at all. <laughs> you opened it and you saw that it looked it didn't look good. <laughs> it didn't look good to your dumb inflated sense of <laughs> dumb expensive indie games that are you know that aren't really achievable for everybody. Yeah. Yeah. But if it looks expensive, y'all fucking love it. It's like that. We complained about that fucking campster bid where he was like showing, oh. "I'm gonna do small games now." Like, like this Devolver Digital Hotline yeah. Miami. Like, <laughs> what the fuck, dude? Okay. So I that was my. I'm not even really advertising <laughs> my game. I'm just complaining yeah. that I'm, I'm putting all this into polishing the thing and making everything feel just right, shifting the pixels over two pixels so that it's just right and centered. Uh, and just like, I do that too. It's, it's so much. That's why I just like. That's why I just mock that shit up in Photoshop and then just get the numbers and then put them in. It put them into Game Maker that way. Then it works. My alignment's I mean, not off. You can off. just drag stuff to the center and flash, and it still like drives me nuts when I see something that's off a little bit. There's no shortcut. It's it's gonna be hard no matter what. Right, right, right. I try so hard for symmetry in my dumb Mario levels. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, we we polish our stuff. It's hard. It's not easy. And I and that counts even if it doesn't. It's like you could rebuild the RPG Maker game in a new engine or get new art, but then you're just making a different game. Yeah. It's making it as good as you can make it within the boundaries that you set of the story to begin with. Yeah. If you if you start taking the John game and then you put it in another engine piece by piece, you're ending up in like a lock sock scenario. Where it's not the same anymore if you put so many patches all over it. It's not a sock. And is that still your sock? Is that still the same sock you started with? If you keep patching it like what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> Somebody will understand what I'm talking about. It's a You're thought just experiment. talking about some like philosophy, like yeah, it's a thought experiment. Thought experiment. Yeah, of course. It, you take the ship, if you repair the ship, and you take every piece of wood out over the course of five years and replace it with new wood that's better, then is it the same ship? I get, I get where you're going, Paul. Hey, John, John, I used, I, yeah. used, I used locks socks as a reference. You see, what is a locked sock? Locks sock. What is a lock sock? Locke is the name of the person who owns the sock. Like in Lost. Okay. Like, okay. John, John and the Locke. reason the reason I chose this one is because the name of my website is SocksMakePeopleSexy.net. See, I, it's thematically relevant. It, it was it was <laughs> okay. smart of me to use that as I'm a so reference. I'm sorry, Polly. That was rather than the ship of I... Theseus. <laughs> Son of a fuck, John. Okay, but. If every cell in your body gets replaced over the course of 40 years, are you the same person? Nope. I'll stay the same, though. I thought you didn't get new brain cells. I thought... You could not say that. It's like, what the fuck? What about your brain cells? What about the eggs? If you have a uterus. I thought those didn't change. I'm just glad Oh, I thought you were doing a bigger egg thing. Everybody... Oh, my God. Move on, please. (laughs) Sorry, Polly. The podcast is over. (laughs) This... Paul, of course you would have gotten tired of the very good egg meme that everyone immediately jumped off to get uh, to the Bethesda.net account meme. Oh, because that was God. So much better. Here we go, here we go. <laughs> More time on the egg meme. 
good. Egg meme got like eight hours. <laughs> I could have kept on that for like two days. I was so egg meme. Bethesda meme took <sighs> that shit out back and shot it in the head. <laughs> Ugh. It was the same thing. It was the same as the privacy. We've updated your privacy settings. Yeah, it's, it's the, the same, same as the privacy oh. shit. Yeah. And I mean, cheated the game. John, John, like, there's like actually three memes and they're all remixes of each other. <laughs> like, not boy. bigger egg. Bigger egg was something special, and we just we didn't appreciate it enough. <laughs> John, you should make it your your <laughs> should make it your duty this week to bring back egg meme yourself. Oh my god. Get your best bigger egg memes out there. Understood. I, I mean, what I did, I actually went through every single one of a couple friends. I googled their name and then egg. <laughs> and then like the tweets, so they sent kind of a bunch of likes for their egg tweets. What the fuck? I love egg meme, y'all. It was so good. <laughs> You had joy, you had fun, you had seasons in the sun, but it was not even really a season. It was literally like eight hours. <laughs> Just eight hours for that gold! Pure gold, Edme! <laughs> Can I talk about my last thing? Hey, so can end this? Talk about whatever you had to talk about, and I'll sit over here and... Oh my god. <laughs> I don't even know how to start now, but I'll yell. Oh man! So, so earlier in this podcast, I was rendering judgment on the Yuri visual novels. Rhett, would you, uh -huh. like to, would you like to render judgment on something? I'm going to render judgment on the video game Judgment, Whoa! which is that <laughs> weird. How did I end up saying the same thing that you were going to say? Weird. Whoa! <laughs> Whoa! Synergy, brah. Uh, this is a Yakuza game. <laughs> in case anyone didn't <laughs> yep. know, like. Even they though they presented tried... it, like, the way they started presenting that game... The initial trailers definitely made it look like some different thing, where, oh, it's a detective game, and you're, you, it's in the same city, but... I was like, this holy is a different shit, thing from they, made, they made a competent detective gumshoe game. Let's go. And then I don't it, want to play it, it because it's Yakuza. <laughs> it's Yakuza. But then, so, like, there's a bunch of new mini-games in this that do f go into the detective thing, mm -hmm. and they're pretty much universally bad. Yeah. Like, there's lockpicking that is, like, extremely unfun and, like, physically unpleasant. Because, <laughs> like, because you have to lift up the left, the right analog stick to kind of move the needle to get it where you want. Yeah, it did and not look fun. And it's so, it is... It is the most sensitive I've moved an analog stick, like, ever. Yeah. Like, it's Mario 64 levels, or even worse, levels of, like, oh, you're you're tapping it, like, two millimeters too hard, it's gonna not work. Yep. Like, you just have... So I'm, like, gripping it with all my fingers to get as much, like, dexterity on that damn thing as I can. It's really not great. Um, yeah. There's, like, another lockpick, or there's, like, kind of a safe lock cracking thing that only comes up like five times in the whole game oh, that's wow. better than the other lock picking <laughs> um there's a couple pixel hunts like very uh metroid other m reminiscent oh, god <laughs> I re man you does anybody remember the one pixel hunt in uh other m that was literally impossible and everybody needed a guide for yep i looked up the red supre i watched the rewatched the red supre of that, is that game 
couple is it like you're kind of outside yep. looking at Ridley's egg yep. or something. Yeah, yep. I remember getting stuck on that it my second. I got stuck on that like my second time through the game. I was like, what the <laughs> fuck? Yeah, like I remember spending like twenty five to thirty minutes and oh standing in one place. What the fuck do you want from me, video game? Jesus Christ! So that nothing. <laughs> Nothing in this is that bad, but it is very much the exact same style of. So it's when you're doing investigations, mm. so you're you go into first person mode and you can walk around a tiny bit, but you're you know, you're zooming in slow and slowly panning to find like evidence basically, right, right. and it's just none of them really add anything meaningful to the game as a whole. Mm-hmm. And then kind of the last one is tailing missions, which are about oh, as fun as you'd expect yeah. them to be. Those look like I was watching uh, Revan 91. Shout outs yeah. to our good friend Revan. Um, I was watching him uh, stream it while I was working and shit. And the tailing missions and the lock picking stuff just look Ugh. like utter fucking misery. <laughs> oh, yeah. After five mentioned something funny, like. Literally every single uh, investigation one <laughs> has a cat in it. Yeah, yeah. And it just starts meowing, like, really loudly <laughs> when you start those until you find it. Yeah. And, like, I didn't find the first couple, so I was just like, what is the mood of this game where there's just always <laughs> this cat meowing? It's so weird. <laughs> It's very strange. And then, like, at the end of the game, I'm at, like, this climactic moment and you have to do it. And, oh, there's only, like, two minutes to do it. And it's only one thing, so it's, like, super easy. But there's also a cat. So I'm, like, panning around looking for the damn cat. And I did find it. Like, usually they're, like, outside a window or something. Um, Actually, there's a few more systems. So the tailing is not that bad because it's very forgiving. Like, everybody is blind as a bat. But it's also really goofy that everyone you tell uses the same animations. Yeah. <laughs> and they will just, like, kind of spread their legs apart and hunch down yeah. and crane their head around. And, like, literally every character does that. It looks like, real dumb. It's so, go- it's so overly transparent and goofy. So one super weird thing is that there's one of those missions. I mean, I didn't do every side quest. I barely did any side quests. But as far as the main story goes... There's one tailing mission that changes it up in a really interesting way, mm. in that there's multiple people. Oh. Oh. <laughs> so you're only focused on one guy, but he's got, like, three companions, and they will not necessarily go the exact same way he does. Oh. So there's one part where, like, he kind of breaks... Your, your target kind of breaks off from the others, and they, like, spread out across the room, and you're like, wait, it's, oh, fuck. Like, oh, God. <laughs> it's this it's this kind of brief little stealth thing where you've got to maintain eye, eye contact on your target while avoiding these other guys. It's just, it's so weird that this only happens once, as far as I know. Yeah. That's, like, the one I did fail, because I just got totally busted. I was in the wrong spot. And then the second time, I'm like, oh, I'm going to go here. And, like, I don't know how the camouflage works, because it's, like... You just run up to the camouflage spot and hit circle. It's just like, okay, you're functionally invisible now. Yeah. Like, you're just standing there playing on your phone or whatever, just trying to blend in, and, like, they can't see you now. Mm-hmm. It's weird. It, um, game doesn't really surface any information on how yeah. well hidden you are. It's just kind of... Well, because, like, usually if, they, if your target spots you, the meter will start building yeah, up. Yeah, But if you're super close, it will fill, like, almost instantly. Yeah. So, like, I'm... But the, sometimes they'll do stuff like they'll turn around, and I'm like, if I, if he walks by me, am I just like instant gone? And that never really happens though. Yeah. So, 
Um, what's the other one? There's there's a few chase sequences, which is kind of a thing they brought back from either four or five, mm. and th- they're basically QTEs. Like yeah. again, yeah, nothing really right home about these. That like you can move a little bit and you can avoid some stuff that way, but the bulk of it is just QTEs. Literally and a lot just, of that, literally just Shenmue and Yakuza. This game does feel more Shenmue than yeah. the others at times, for sure. Oh, no. Well, just because it's a detective game where it's like there are parts where you're walking around talking to people, like trying to get into in, information. Like, but again, it never goes quite as bad as hard as Shenmue does, and like, where won't tell you where you're actually supposed to go. Whereas Shenmue is more like, have you? You have to ask like thirty people, have you seen any sailors <laughs> to get to find the one that knows the answer. But yeah, I did feel a little bit more Shenmue in this towards the start because there's less combat, and then by the end of this game, there's so much fucking oh, combat. Yeah, it just kind of gives up that. Uh... It goes full Yakuza, anyways. Yeah. Um, you have a drone, which again, don't doesn't use a whole lot. Like, and it's they are so goofy the way they use this thing, where they're like doing these stakeouts and like oh, we've got to see inside this third-story window real covertly. Let's bring our huge fucking drone out that, like, <laughs> and just fly up to the window right there, shine a light in, and, like, no one ever sees it. That's so good. No one is ever like, uh, there's a huge fucking drone right outside the window there. Man, they, they were able to, t- to detect that shit in Grand Theft Auto 3 San Andreas. That's amazing. And again, like the story, especially towards the start, is very much a Yakuza story. Oh yeah, you're dealing with a subsidiary, a subsidiary of the Tojo uh, clan. Yeah, yeah. Like it's just, and now that I've played a lot of these games, like it's so obvious when they do like, oh, this is a spinoff family from the Tojo clan. Yeah, they're all just made up for this game. Like obviously, mm-hmm. like I've realized even the Yakuza itself like has not a ton of connectivity from game to game. game. Like that's again, that's what I thought was so interesting about Zero is it, that it was harder to tell which characters were newer, yeah, and then which characters did end up actually carrying over to the first game. And, like the fact that there was a significant char- cast that carried over mm. made them feel more connected than a lot of the other games do. Because then you get to Yakuza Two and it's almost an entirely new cast. Yeah, I, I, I'm shouting out Revan again. Watched yeah. him. Watched him recently play the original Yakuza PS2. Shit, like English dub and everything. <gasps> I was gonna ask if you did the English dub because I found out Mark Hamill does yeah. Majima, yeah, which is amazing. That's actually it, really good. It's dude. It's so good. It's one of those things where you're glad you're watching somebody play it. Oh god, yeah, I would not play oh, that Oh, it was game. so good just watching him suffer through that fucking game. It's so good. Because I started on 4, and it was like, man, this game feels fucking rough to play. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, like, by 5 it was better, but then the PS4 was out by that time, so it's like, oh, it still feels pretty rough. And yeah, then you get to 0, and it's like, oh my god, what happened? It's way better. It's like a revelation. It, that I game was serious. Zero was such a revelation, and then you get to on PS4 Kiwami 2, and the frame rate with the Dragon Engine is not as good as Zero being 60 frames a second. So like, oh man, when I so when I started Judgment, and I knew this was going to happen because I'm not waiting for a PC version. Mm-hmm. 
I saw the frame rate in this. It was just like, oh boy, here we go. Yeah, you kind of know what's happening. It doesn't really chug, but it's not very. Yeah, it, it looked smooth. pretty rough in areas to me. There's one area that has water in it, mm-hmm. and there's a couple. There's a like. At, I forget. Uh, so you know, Yakuza is very known for the big special moves that you do by hitting triangle. Yeah, the heat moves. So they're heat moves in Yakuza. They're like EX moves in this or something. Like they changed the name, but it's functionally it's exactly functionally the same. same shit. So there's an EX or whatever move where you toss the person into the water, mm-hmm. and the frame rate just fucking like it's like <laughs> it ten. just shits itself. It just becomes a slideshow. <laughs> <laughs> This is the one where you have the execution move where you, like, punch somebody into a car and he, like, kicks the car and then, like, some Yakuza guys pull him into the car. Yeah, yeah. And like, I never oh. got that one. Apparently it's, like, the very specific location <laughs> that they can have. Like, it's so weird, though, where I was getting new, seeing new moves for the first time, like, up to the final boss, basically. Right. Where it's, like, just certain conditions when you hit triangle, like, what will happen. It's very <laughs> interesting. There's a few, so some positives on this game. They there are new systems in the combat that I do think work pretty well. Like it's much more mobile because one of the things is you can run into a wall and bounce off it mm-hmm. and like do attacks from that angle. So like you can run up to a wall, kind of wall kick off it and do it, go into a heat move mm-hmm. and just like lay into dudes kicking them in the head and stuff. Uh... And there's another one where you just run into a guy. And you'll automatically kind of flip off their shoulders, and then you can either you can transfer that into a heat move that is basically just dropping them to the ground. Yeah. So it's just like this very powerful move that all you have to do is run up to an enemy and then hit triangle, and it's just like oh, half your health bar is gone. <laughs> so like having uh, much more flexibility in the combat. Like I think in general. The combat in this one felt the most balanced of the ones I've played recently. Mm-hmm. Even though there's one thing that really sucks is that enemies will have like dangerous moves that will actually lower your oh, maximum health yeah. permanently. Yeah. Or not permanently, but like temporarily. Yeah. And I was also playing on hard. Oh, yeah. So I've been killed from like half health at a couple times in this game. <laughs> And if you die like three times, it's like, do you want to play on easy? And I'm like, fuck off. Fuck off. Fuck <laughs> off. <laughs> but like, and healing yourself is remarkably expensive. And the game also has a much better balanced economy compared to like Yakuza, Yakuza Zero. Yakuza games like, never have a good economy. It's kind of ridiculous. Like, you got this game 5 million made, yen in 30 minutes. Yeah. This game keeps you like broke for the entire first chapter for story reasons. Mm-hmm. And then you're pretty much broke the entire game, but you have some money after that. Yeah. But, like, healing yourself from one of those HP lowering moves costs 20,000 yen. And buying a portable healing kit costs 40. Oh, jeez. So, like, at the very end of the game, I just went and stocked up on some more of those, and I had, like, 5,000 yen left. I was like, okay, that's it. That's incredibly poor for a game that is Yakuza adjacent. Mm-hmm. Because oh, even yeah. even though I quit uh, Yakuza Zero in like well, Yakuza... chapter five or something, I yeah. still had like thirteen million yen. Well, Yakuza Zero is different because that game is like all about the bubble economy and inflated money values. Yeah, yeah. 
Because money is your skill points in that one. Like, you buy skills with money. Whereas this just has, you know, more traditional skill points that you can buy on stuff. But yeah, this game keeps you very broke pretty much the whole time. Like, I think the most I ever had was around 300,000. Oh, wow. Which is, yeah. That's reasonable. So when, item, so when an item is costing 40, like, that is meaningful. That's a huge chunk of your available I think, money. I think there was one side quest that gave 400,000, but then during that quest you ended up spending 100. <laughs> I didn't do it. So there's way less kind of open world stuff in this. Mm. It's much more focused on the main story and then some you side do quests. Kinda, some, but the side quests largely are from like your detective board. Yeah. Like, oh, here's what's available. There's yeah. a couple things in the world that are okay. Like, go, um, go do some bracer guild stuff. Basically, because you're broke. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. yeah. You just need to do that right now. Um,. They changed how dating works, and it's super weird because it really didn't have any place in the story, but it's there. (laughs) So in previous games, as I recall, you dated hostesses. Yeah. And that always felt really weird to me. Yeah, I can see that. Where you go to a hostess bar and then just start actually flirting it up with her and then going on real dates afterwards. Yep, that's a real weird line to cross there. Yeah. So in this one, you meet girls through, you know, proper side quests. And mm-hmm. then eventually they're like, hey, I'll give you my number. We can chat later sometime. Yeah. So they're not immediately like, she's your girlfriend now. It's like you build a, a you relationship. You build a relationship over the yeah. course mm-hmm. of Yeah, yeah. So I went with this one girl. Um, so, like, you do a quest for her. And then she's like, hey, let's hang out and go to the arcade or something. And then, you know, as you do it, it has a much more natural quest of, like, her being like, hmm, I think I'm, I think I'm crushing on a guy. I don't want to say who though. Mm, mm, wink, wink. Mm. <laughs> we're, we're just totally friends right now. Wink, wink. wink and then, wink, wink. <laughs> so that all of them, as far as I can tell, end with you know the girl being like, I want to be your girlfriend, and then you can say yes or no, and mm-hmm. then basically that's the end. And you never <laughs> see him again. Oh well, there <laughs> it's you go. Really that's so that's you, good video game girl mechanics. So it does unlock a thing where. You basically they text you the whole game, mm-hmm. and then once they're officially your girlfriend, you can text them and go play Ooh. the same couple of mini games uh, with them, and nothing else really. That's real weird. It's real weird. Because like even 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 like Persona Five with as kind of bare bones as its dating stuff is, it still has like little special moments and p- parts of the story that yeah, will see, that will be different what... based on who you're dating. That's what this is missing. Like, like, that's I really cool. Was... Like little cool things like that are rad. Because yeah. I remember, been... the, I remember in Persona Four, it was you, you, you bone at the end, and then that's it. The, you <laughs> yeah, don't that's talk like to the big again. thing. But like you, you like they try to like weave in certain moments for like if you're in an intimate relationship with a girl, in <laughs> like they, <laughs> Tengu, fuck you. <laughs> Tinger did a thing in chat. God damn it. Okay. But yeah, they they, they do a thing. Like like there will be certain days where there will be like, oh, it's like a specific holiday and hey, a boyfriend and girlfriend might want to do something on this day. And then it'd be like, yeah, like let's do that. That's a cool little way to make my relationship feel better. It, it feel more like yeah. a part of the experience that I am creating in this world. Yeah, yeah. like this sounds kind of just like typical video game girl kind of thing where you did. Just you, a, you did the thing, yeah. and now it's like you maxed out a bar, and it's no longer needed. 
But it's like it doesn't even contribute like in any way. It's yeah, just a system that's there. Just because... kind of a there thing. And it's it's frustrating because I like how they improved it, where it's you're not dating hostesses and that awkwardness there. Like the way they're introduced through their own quests is much more natural. Hmm. But yeah, I, I was thinking at the end of the game where it's like, okay, the whole team is coming together. We're we're gonna do the thing. <laughs> It would just be nice if, you know, one of your girlfriends yeah. would show up there yeah. to be like, hey, I am a character that existed in this world, too. But... Yeah. Like, even when, like, Persona 5 has those big moments yeah. at the end where it's like, like, your girlfriend is a major part of, like, I'm sending you my power, too. Yeah. Like, literally anything would have helped anything, this Anything, yeah. Mm-hmm. But it's just, like, it's, it's just a, a throwaway part of the game, yeah. it sounds like. And it's weird because... Story-wise, he kind of has this awkward relationship with the girl he used to date. Right. Who is, who is a major part of the finale. Oh, good. So <laughs> she's there, but my girlfriend's not there. So what the hell? What the <laughs> what? Oh, jeez. So yeah, that's that's the system that's there. Also, this game, like every good Yakuza, just goes fucking buck wild at the end. And I beat it like Excellent. a couple hours ago, so I'm super high on that right now. I saw the... Um, the the point of no return message that you posted online. It was very good. Mm. Which one? Wait, I... you posted a po- point of no return message oh, for judgment. Yeah. Where it's like, there, you can't go back from here. I know that one, one was so direct. It was like, geez, okay. Like telling you to make a second save and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. I think people are getting a lot more direct with that lately. Yeah. I kinda, yeah. I th- I'm okay with it. I'm okay with it. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, that one was even like, this is going to take a while. So if you need to like go to sleep, like do yes. that. <laughs> like, that was such I like that so much. Because <laughs> I've been there. So I've sure been there. <laughs> I mean, I've kind of been there a lot with this game where it's like, because like it's a detective thing and like you're closing in on the mystery and it's like man it's 2am I gotta go to sleep Fuck. Yeah. and I turn on the game the next day and I'm like oh my god I stopped in the middle of this what was I thinking yeah it's like, it's like playing Danganronpa getting to the investigation oh, and it's god. just like I know this investigation is gonna take an hour and a half and I really should get to sleep but it's just like you're know, getting home from no. work and then starting your next day on an investigation always feels weird too <laughs> it's like the investigation isn't the fun day. part <laughs> yeah, I'm thinking more it's like you get to the trial and go, I am like half hour late to bed. I got to go to bed. I, I you... had that happen multiple times too. Yeah. Yep. I set aside a day for the last trial. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Man. So yeah, the, the story is good. I think probably I would maybe put this as my second favorite of the recent ones like Zero is the best and then this and then maybe Kiwami 2. Yeah, like having just watched Revan play it, I thought the story, like, I, I still liked uh, Yakuza Zero's story better. Oh, definitely. Yeah. Like, that's still kind of pr- probably permanently going to be the high watermark for me mm-hmm. in, like, every regard, just because it felt so much better to play than the previous ones. And yeah. honestly, this is the fourth one of these I've played, like, in about a year and a yeah, half. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's a lot. Like, this one made, and this is pretty horrible, it made me think, Maybe I don't need to play Yakuza 3 Remastered when that comes out. Maybe you can give that one a little space, get it, get it a little download. Yeah, because I'm waiting for 6 to come out to PC, and then I'll play that one, because mm. I don't... Because I've heard, like, Kiwami 2 and this are the new engine on PS4. 
mm-hmm. six is the first game of that engine. Oh, Apparently, yeah. it runs like the worst of all of them. Mm-hmm. So maybe not like and and I have the regular PS4, so I've heard like that could be, yeah. even the poor, even the pro on this one is on that one is not great. Just chugging. But yeah, that's a good game, but again, like if you're gonna play Zakuza game, I would. Say go with six or my six not zero six, zero mm-hmm. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> not six, but yeah, like just, yeah. Just... So this is just kind of a spinoff that just maybe sits in an awkward place because it's definitely not different enough. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. no one who isn't a fan of these games is going to be converted by this one. I well, if you played the Yakuza game and hated it, this isn't going to convince you because it is still a Yakuza game. Right, you know? right. But if you like those games, then sure. Like, you know? Just go for it. It's kind of weird. Like, they went all in with this one and doing the English dub and stuff, which they haven't done since, like... That's been forever. It was either one or two was the last one. Yeah, they didn't bother dubbing these for a very long time. Like, three was the one where it almost didn't... They almost stopped localizing it with three, and then they finally did, and were like, but we're taking the hostess bars out, Yeah, and people got mad. And then they did four, and we're like, but it's digital only. And then, they, or five was digital only. Yeah, five. And then zero hit, and then the series got big again. And they're like, okay, cool. I think it's just kind of like the right climate for that series by the time we hit that point, I think. Yeah. It, was it was definitely just... the right game in the right place yeah. because it was a prequel. <clears throat> yeah. And it, it didn't feel like shit to play. <laughs> yeah, it, yeah. And, and, and Sega stopped marketing it as Japanese Grand Theft Auto, which it yeah. never fucking it was. never but, was. But Sega of America always tried to market it as that, and it's never yeah. been what Yakuza is. Mm-hmm. So you played Zero, Kiwami, Kiwami 2, Judgment? Yeah. Cool. In about... In about a year uh, and I a think, half. <laughs> yeah. That's a lot... Because a lot of Yakuza. Kiwami <laughs> 2 is like last August, I think. So yeah. it's been a larger gap, but okay. still like the those Kiwami 2 and this one play like incredibly similar. Mm. And like the other weird thing in this one is that they brought back multiple stock combat styles. Yeah. But they feel very similar. Mm. Like in Zero, you had three styles per character. They were like, real different too. Yeah, and it was like there's the super fast one, the standard one, and the real big, slow, heavy hitting yeah, one. Yeah. In this one, it's like you have the one that's supposedly focused on single targets and one that's supposed focused on groups, and they just have very similar timing and weight to them. Mm. And I kind of just used one of them for like eighty percent of the game. Yeah, like I was just use I was just using the default. For both main characters when I was yeah. playing Zero, so I like the heavy one in those. I like just holding down triangle and like when this comes out, you're <laughs> yeah, fucked. It's gonna really hurt. <laughs> yeah, I, I have fun with this, and I think I know what my next game is gonna be, so we'll talk about that next time. Oh my. Oh my. It's I actually the weird thing is I Mega Man eleven crossed my mind real earlier. I really and then, you know, it might and be then a good John side mentioned game. playing it and I was like, huh, that's weird. Huh. 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 I don't know what the huh is. I don't either. It's fine. Okay. Huh. Huh. Okay. Alright. I think huh? that's a podcast. You think that's o'clock. a podcast, but I, I have... think this would be such a long one. You have yeah. you have I have one more thing. You got one more thing. I got oh, one shit. more thing, and I'm gonna I'm gonna do my best to keep it short because it has been a thing that has been it talked has been. about on this podcast before. But okay. I just I just wanna throw my hat in there too. And I'm doing so in an effort to not only convince Rhett, 
uh, to to kind of jump on board, maybe give it a look. But uh-huh. I'm also gonna uh, put out maybe a maybe a plea to the chat. Hey, uh, why not give this a look? I played through the Lonely Wolf Treat series uh, that Yay! John brought up. Uh, I forgot about this. These Sorry. are a series of narrative focused RPG maker games that are uh, very sweet. They're uh, very warm, uh, just because the characters are. Yeah, they just—it's just the way the characters are written. They're approached from a very uh, warm point of view, and more, more of more of an idealized uh, kind of warmth, uh, where like it's kind of you know there's a little bit of escapism in here rather yeah. than rather than something like Trails in the Sky, where the writing is warm from a human level because you can relate really hard to some things that are there. Um, there's also, but, but uh, like you know, where like I think that the Lonely Wolf Treat series, um, it approaches that from more of a, a an idealized point of view, but it's still very sweet, but not saccharine. Um, mm-hmm. And I just kind of like the way that it handles the things that it's trying to handle. Like this is a, like it's like yeah, it's it's cute, it's sweet, and it's warm, but it's also dealing with shit like xenophobia, and. Uh, that, like it really goes really hard on uh, xenophobia, and you sort of kind of get that it's a, that, that that is a topic that is very uh, near and dear to the the, the, the author's heart. Uh, as are queer relationships, which are also handled in this series, and uh, I think that they're handled very well. Uh, in that um, it's not like overblown slash idealized um, in a way that I feel that maybe some of the Yuri visual novels that I read in the past uh, couple of weeks may have treated those relationships like uh, this is something that kind of like grows over the course of these these 20 to 40 minute games there's like what six of them now yep yeah uh, and they they go by really fast you could like I burned through them all in one sitting and I kind of regretted it because it was just like oh man I could have just played one of these a night and just had like a nice full little you know, six days after work or something, kind of thing, where you feel good before you go, to, you know, before you go to bed or something. Um, but yeah, like these are just uh, really good, really good. What, what do you think, John Thayer, of, of Lonely Wolf Tree series? <laughs> it's so funny that you we brought this up right in the same episode as the Yuri stuff earlier. I was like, I don't really like soft, fluffy stuff. I don't can't vibe with that. But then <laughs> this is just like completely connected with it's just like it i don't know what the balance that it strikes is exactly i think that i think that what keeps this uh from falling into the i am way too fluffy uh Mm. route for me is that there is a tension there is a conflict and there is a lot of just uh kind of inner struggling with like how to deal with the feelings that you're having how to approach having the relationship that you want to have uh, mm-hmm. with somebody or somebody's um, and, and I think that it's really good and respectful with how it's handling all of that um, also they, there's like a really tasteful R18 comic <laughs> the author did who's uh, uh, who benefits um, what was it again I'll look it up Shit. I know it benefits a really good charity Planned Parenthood I think I think it might be Planned Parenthood. Wait, no, I can just check her. Yeah, just oh, just check her thing really quick. Yeah, yeah um, yep, one hundred percent of one hundred percent Planned Parenthood. Yeah, That's and it's nice, and it's uh, it's a little side story that sort of happens after the third game that kind of gives you a little more 
insight into uh, a certain character's background and maybe some of the things they're dealing with, but there's also, like, a really tasteful, really well-done sex scene involved as well <laughs> that is... It's simultaneously hot, but also warm and, and, and really, really nice and gives you the warm fuzzies. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's just like, it's probably right up there with some of my favorite Yuri content ever. Like, it's just a re- it's just a really, look, it, I'm telling you, if you're familiar with, like, the characters and you play up to the third one and you get there and it's just like, and then you read that, it's like, oh, that's actually, like, really, like, it treats these characters well. It's done in-universe. It is canon. So, mm-hmm. it's like, it, like, it pay, it, like, it's very respectful and it doesn't, like, it doesn't feel like a fucking fanfic or something that is completely out of context where it's just two characters fucking. These, just, just, hey, these two characters kind of end up in a place where, hey, it, it just happened. It's not a big deal. Like, they're not making a big deal about it. But it is important that this is a thing that happened because it is a point of growth for both characters. Yeah. Uh, and, it's, and the fifth game was such a climax for a lot of that yes. stuff too, where all the relationships kind of come to a head. Yeah, in a cool everything kind of collides in a really cool way. And mm-hmm. yeah, like I got to the end of these, and I'm bu- I'm bummed for two reasons. One <laughs> that um, it's probably not going to see another one until next year. Yep. Yeah. Two. Why don't I have a series that I can just come back to and write more stuff when I want to? I know. I'm bummed that I didn't think of this. It made me just think, like, oh my god, episodic, you can do that. Yeah, like, why don't you can I, why don't I do other. that? Why haven't I done that? Why are my big projects still <laughs> big projects? Why don't I make them smaller in scale and just mm-hmm. release them over time? So, yeah, um, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to implore you to check out this series. At least give the first couple of games a go, see if it's your kind of thing. They're just nice, comfy little RPG maker games. No real conflict or combat or anything into them. They, they there's kinda... conflict, but there's not combat. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There's conflict, just not combat. And it's story com- conflict. Really cute story with a lot of cute, uh, a lot of cute characters. Great designs, like really great, uh, uh, nice, soft, artistic aesthetic going on that I really like. That's all kind of uh, custom made by the artist. Yeah, she themselves, makes. She so. makes the all the writes the games, programs the games, makes the art, makes the music. Like yeah. I think that yeah. that very like handcrafted feel that I really vibe with. Yeah, it, it it like they're really good. Like these like these caught me completely off guard. Uh, like I knew from hearing listening to John talk about them, it's like I I'm pretty sure that this is really good. I I just wasn't prepared for how good I would think that these oh, things ended uh-huh. up being. I, I was <laughs> not prepared for that. Uh, it's really good. Definitely do yourself a favor. Check these out. That's really all I'm going to say on the matter um, before we get ready to go ahead and close things out here. Uh, mm-hmm. So before we do that, of course, thanks to everybody for stopping by tonight, hanging out with us. It is always cool to have you folks out there in the audience. And if you're downloading it after the fact, we love you too. We just don't love you as much. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and of course, thank you for the bits and subscriptions that have come in over the course of the episode. Those are always appreciated. Uh, so, John Thire, let our lovelies at home know where you they can find you. Farawaytimes.itch.io. And right, <laughs> where can they find you? Thank this you, would Zach. be great timing for me to post my Mario Maker course ID thing, but I don't have it on hand, so you can find me making Mario Maker levels. Yeah. On twitter.com slash red. Yeah. You can find you. Sure. There you yeah. go. That's... I'm sure they're there. Just look at media. 
Play them. He makes the best Mario levels. Exactly. The Mo best. The be ones. most underappreciated level maker there is in the community. I said best. <laughs> I didn't say most underappreciated. I said best. Well, I'm saying he's the best, <laughs> but he's unrecognized as the best officially. Okay. Like, like okay. nobody out there so has said... Yeah, like, the, 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 the plebs haven't discovered Rhett yet. Exactly. That, that, that's all I'm saying. All right, and we will catch you next time. Again, thanks, everybody, for coming out. And uh, keep an eye on the site's Twitter, at uh, SMPS underscore updates, as well as the front page. I'm going to be kind of trying to get things together and situated for episode 100, which will be going down at some point within the next month, I'm sure. Uh, I, we, we still got to kind of get together and hash out how we're going to do that, when we're going to do it and how we're going to put it all together. So just make sure you keep an eye out for how we're going to handle all of that. That way, if you want to be on, we can get you on. We'll do everything we can. Um, and that's basically going to be it. So remember, we are the podcast that loves you. We are the only ones that love you. <laughs>